two, one. Roll for initiative. Hi, Internet. My name is Todd. We're all on here, and uh, welcome back. This is episode 34 of, yeah, 34 of Dungeons and Dragons with uh, a couple of, uh, bunch of us friends and nerds sitting around here in our uh, my new basement slash living room slash studio. I'm excited to be here. It's a mess, so I won't pan around, but uh, yeah, this, uh, someday we'll all play down here live, back to the live game, and hopefully some more Shadowrun at that. But uh, yeah, so let's go around the horn and, and meet everybody real fast, and we'll do a real fast recap. We're starting a little bit late here. Sorry about that. I had to move my car over to the contractor stuff, so that's that's what that's doing. So I'm Tom. I'm the dungeon master. I get to torture all these fools who, for some reason, keep coming back. So uh, <laughs> let's go around and meet some of the peoples. Uh, let's go this way. Gordon. Hey, I'm Gordon, longtime player. Uh, playing Fenris, your resident shadow sorcerer. Shadow That's it. sorcerer. Sorcerer of shadows. All right, and uh, uh, while we're at it, let's do a quick other shout-out to your other pet project. Uh, not even pet now. You're uh, you're doing pretty good, man. Let's tell us about it. Huh. Oh, you know, just uh, in my spare time, design board games and... Uh, latest one finished a kickstarter campaign did well we we hit uh just over sixty thousand us funded thousand backers and that's uh, a whole heck a lot of money man <laughs> yeah it's all right it's well starting. i mean not when you're trying to like start a business that's that's capital startup capital so much uh i'm looking forward to that and i know a lot of the other people that there are and even some of the people at this table but that's awesome. Uh, it's too late to jump on the Kickstarter, but you probably have a website or something, right? Yeah, there'll be. It'll eventually go on uh, retail with the publisher, Greenbar Games. Very cool. All right. Uh, I don't know who's next, so we'll just keep going down this list. Oh, she, I'm catching her mid yawn, so I don't want to do that. So we'll go over to Darcy. Hi everyone, I'm Darcy. You can find me at twitch.tv slash DarcyBits, D-R-C-Y-B-I-T-S. I'm playing Henrietta Pedersen, the paladin, the pacifist paladin, and I'm excited to uh, have Todd make my character cry today. I'm excited for that. I hope that happens. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just getting into character. Uh, com coming around the horn, we've got, coming up next, Darmita. Oh, sorry, Bella playing Darmida. How's it going, Bella? Oh, I think our internet might be doing funny things. Yeah, might. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah now. Sound oh. great. Okay. Um, I think my internet is totally going to hell in a handbasket. I will do the best I can here. Um, hi, I'm Darmida. AKA Bella, and I am a Gloom Stalker Ranger. And yeah. Oh. I don't know where we are right now. And a fallen Azamar, and you are in the dream. Uh, actually, you were in the dream. Uh, what was it again? The Cavern of Dreams or Hallway of Dreams? The resident. Well, we're still there. Are you? 
Oh, you froze again, but are we? Are we? Well, yeah, you are. Your volume is like dipping up and down. Mine? Uh, I'm not sure if that's just me. It's probably because I turned my head. So when I turn this, maybe, probably gets maybe it's just a mic thing, yeah. All right, do let me know if I start to drop too much, and I'll try my best. Yeah, it's always like very momentary, on. so it's not like, yeah, if I just straight up can't hear you, I'll tell you. But Absolutely. All right, did we already, we haven't did met we? Darcy yet. We did. We, we met me. We, we met me. All right, then the only <laughs> one we haven't seen yet is Carl. Good day. So, my name's Carl, and I am playing Faluri. She is an Arakug. Aracocra Shadow Monk and right now she's in the process of being fascinated uh, in discovering the the various uh, histories and memories of her newly found friends. Yes. Yes. N nobody makes friends like you do in hell. <laughs> but I don't need to tell you that. We're all in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, too soon. Alright, uh, other players who couldn't make it today but are still with us uh, in spirit and in character so far is uh, Archibald Cunningham, the duelist rogue, played by Jay and, and he's also doing our minis uh, and unfortunately he couldn't be here tonight but he did say that he'll hopefully be back next week so if you guys choose to go through that door and mess with Archibald uh, my only request is maybe we'll do that next week uh, but uh, and I will be playing everybody else and of course there's the interwebs so internet you can come into the chat at any point and say hello and it side quests live said hello you can say hello you can um spend a plot point you can mess with the characters all kinds of stuff and while we're also looking at the special uh, um options over here we also have our, our resident artist is Darcy, and he does things through Darcy Bits, and he's done most of the art for us, and uh, it's up on the stream right now. So thanks very much, Darcy. Usually I make you talk about that. Uh, we use Roll20, yeah. and that's about all I'm going to say right now, because we are, we're, we're, we got to dive in. Let's, let's do this. Let's go. All right. Oh, yeah, you find yourselves yeah. in hell. Right now, you have a bit of a reprieve. You're currently, your physical bodies are laid out in the Hag's home abode at Fort Knucklebone. The Holyphant nestled in the center of your circle, the Hag walking back and forth, her long, clo tattered clothes dragging along the, uh, the dry, brittle grass on which you lie. She occasionally leans down and whispers something into the sleeping faces of the people in front of her. It seems like miles away, underground, you walked, walked, you walked your way down into the Cavern of Dreams, where you discovered a hallway filled with doors. Having investigated a handful of them, you discovered they seemed to lead to possible memories of the past, possible presents, maybe even futures. And somewhere amongst all of these, you hope to find, well, the hag hopes you find, the memories long lost of one Lulander, the old man who's lost most of his memory in a desperate search 
find out more about your enemy, the Eye of Pelor. So, having just left Fenris's nightmares, flashbacks, and whispers and secrets in the dark, you find yourselves in the uh, in the upper balcony of the high hall of El Terrell, just an hour before the meteorites come crashing down, before it is torn from the prime material plane and thrown into hell. Shortly after that, meteors came smashing into various parts of the city, demolishing, sundering big sections of it, lighting fires, the turning the waters themselves that run through the canals into roiling flames. And the High Hall itself, you know, Henrietta, will sustain a direct hit on its governance area, where the council meets, where the living quarters of, the, of those who stay and govern and make the decisions for the, eye, uh, for the Church of Pelor which has been long uh, subjugated under the will of one Aust Lord Austrian commander and his patron, someone called the Eye of Pelor and their cadre of followers. Henrietta, you've just looked down from this balcony. Behind you, you can see, um, below you, can, you can see 40 feet down, the beautiful uh, panel, um, stone floor, the massive altars in different wings of the temple. You can see yourself standing below, watching your father walk off towards the chamber where the council meets. Behind you, you see this massive, Henrietta is probably a little bit busy looking at her father. Perhaps the rest of you take in the room before it was demolished and dragged into hell, both familiar and odd at once. Behind you, the massive pipe organ stretching up even further into the ceiling, incorporated into the actual stonework, and these massive metal pipes of the organ, beautifully carved. The scene you just saw play out before you was the fair, final farewell of Henrietta speaking to her father, employing him to try to rein in some of the chaos wrought by those who follow the eye of Pelor. I think we just lost somebody, did we? All good. Oh, okay. For some reason, I don't see... Okay, done. I think it's, right. we lost Bella, I think. Oh, that's what it was. And now back again. Or frozen. Looks like she's paying attention. She's doing that thing people do in Zoom meetings. You freeze it, and then you go and you make a sandwich. All right, so this sets our scene. What do you want to do? All right, so the scene, um, we were watching this, this kind of conversation between Hen and, and her father. Um, I don't think we've canonized a name for, have we? Internet? We're oh, gonna need I don't a name. think we have. Oh, wow. 
I know her grandfather's name is Patrick, but I don't think that her father's name has been canonized. Anyway. And I um, think her great-grandfather's name was Lannick? The one who had the uh, helm of the eye? Uh, helm right, of the yeah. Heller sight? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but um, so we, we watch the scene, and it sort of, like, you know, plays out. But uh, does anything significant happen immediately, or are we just there in the in the balcony? Um, at the moment, you're undiscovered in the balcony. You managed to not fall when you were thrust into the space by the hag. Um, mm-hmm. you, you remember what happened next. You remember leaving, and in fact, as you look down, you see yourself turn, and with the help of an acolyte, who late, you would later come to know as Farah, the half-or, uh, acolyte of Pelor, she guides you over towards the guest chambers on the opposite side of the, of the uh, high hall, where, right. if you remember correctly, you settled in, you racked your brain about what to do, how you could best impress that these these followers of Pelor should question their own ways and their very own leader. Okay. You probably um, have I, I, I will say... Go ahead. Um, not like to anyone particular, just like aloud. Um, all right, Maggie, what's this doing for you? Mm-hmm. We want to see. We want to see what I what the what the what the helmet sh- showed me, don't you? Well then, you are certainly going to need the helm. Move along, but watch out. Dreams are not always the same as memories. And what good is that to you? Well, expressionist. I am a bit of an expressionist. And as such, sometimes how we feel about something can be more than what actually happened. Cool. I'm going to assume as Hen that I have some semblance of like mental control over the space and I'm going to try to move the scene forward um, through the like cataclysm and to when I first picked up the helmet. All right. In that moment of desperation, I'm I'm remembering like the the panic of all the people, the running, the screaming, and however it came to my mind to go seek out this helmet for the answers to how to help these people. I assume that's sort of like the thought process, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I- someone suggested it. Maybe I just something I decided to do. I don't know. Um, and so, so probably, I, w- I want to take to the moment of like sheer panic everyone doesn't no one knows what to do and hen is making that decision to go find the help absolutely so it it's plays forward almost like a film on fast forward for a little while um you all see this flashes all standing close together and you see after a while people come and go you see the council members kind of come in with their entourage and go upstairs you then a flash ahead to um, the sky is starting to roil and darken, and you can you look up, and all of you can see through these massive stained glass windows. You can see the companion 
the the blessed orb of Pelor brought forth by the eye of Pelor as a gift to the city um, begins to darken as as though like as like, almost like cream and coffee but in reverse as the black Can begins I ask to about that? yeah I'm sorry to cut you off because you're like on a cool narrative thing but like this orb showing up is that like something people are expecting is that something that like that the, orb has actually been we here see for the like memory years. of like this is a, it's been whoa yeah it's been an, a fixture of el Torel for quite a long time uh right about I the time that austrin and the eye of pella rose to prominence uh within the organization and after which it, there was a series of miracles uh, 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 brought around at that point. Uh, and so people began to believe more and more in this eye of Pelor as a, as a divine, uh, almost an avatar of Pelor. But of course, you know uh-huh. that it's, it's different than that. And so um, it yeah. began to gain more and more prominence. And this thing has shone down upon the city for a very long time. And its uh, okay. worship had increased within the region. It became known as this as this pillar of faith throughout the region. And uh, it began to gain okay. more. So this more isn't something that is. OK, this is not something that is extremely recent. This isn't something that. Uh... So I lived here when that had been there. It was. Yeah, you remember I... see, looking okay. at. I thought there. I left and I came back and it was there or it happened because of the. No, the but. Over time, having been away, you did notice a slight, maybe it's just in the memory, looking back now in right. the dreamscape, but you do see a change in it. It's not, it, even before this event that's starting to rattle down, um, there were slight changes, little flickers of bluish lightning would occasionally lance out into the sky. Um, there were troubling rumors of creatures in the north and, and all, all these kinds of things, and the, the brilliance of the companion, yeah. people clung to it more and more, even though it started to grow, grow a little bit dimmer in its positive influence. But okay. now, now it hangs above the city, an ornament of its downfall, as it begins to crack and a, a little sundering uh, begins on one side and these lightning arcs out from it. Um, do a perception check, everybody. Okay. Is this something I don't remember that I'm just noticing from a different vantage? How would that work? Because my memory doesn't make sense. Well, you were actually in your chamber praying and singing. Whose memory this time. is this? Exactly. <laughs> all right, All right, I'm just gonna fix my dice cam here so we can watch along. Hopefully, yeah, not great. All right, boring television. I know. We'll see. So I'm gonna try to get the roll twenty back up. I don't know if you've seen. I've been kicked out like four times now. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, my computer has basically booted me and restarted a few times. Okay. Uh, it's really been weird. So I had to close down my roll 20. I'm going to open it back up. We'll hope for the best. Okay, everybody send good healing vibes over to her. Good internet. healing vibes. Good de- techno tech uh, vibes. If you're on low on RAM, maybe close some other programs. I did. Yeah, I, I totally did. Um, I don't know what's going on with my computer these days, but 
Uh, I call it COVID fatigue. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody's as long fatigued. as you can, uh, you know, get uh, get your character sheet, then that should be fine. Worst case scenario, we can way. run your minis yeah. for you. In fact, it's just a picture at the moment, anyway. Now I've. Yo, Finch. Did it work? Grabbing a virtual chicken for some juicy voodoo sacrifice. Ice. Absolutely. Nice. Nothing like the dungeons. Dungeons and Dragons isn't all about the sacrifice. Sacrifice a chicken for the internet. It's it worked a little bit. It was a <laughs> slow, but I got a twenty. Nice. Yeah. Well, I that's got a twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five, twenty, and I think Darcy. What did you get? I got an eleven. Carl got five. Okay. Well, the twenty and the twenty-five are the ones who pick it out. The sky begins to grow darker. The lightning begins to arc off of this. This time, instead of staying at the clouds, arcs down and slams into part of the city. One of the bolts actually strikes the building you're in, the tallest of the spires, which extends probably another 50 or 60 feet above where you are. The whole place just rattling, and you see this large crack down the center window of the, of the stained glass window uh, devoted to Pelar. Just... <laughs> Things are beginning to happen, and, and almost faster than before. You see people running around in panic, people running out onto the street, looking up. Uh, you actually, for a second, catch yourself from Henrietta's vantage point as she left the um, uh, left the guest rooms and went outside into this beautiful vestibule, which is open on one side. She's looking up past with all the other acolytes and vi uh, visitors. The sky is beginning to darken with a strange flickering red. You then flash forward again. The landscape suddenly changes and this immense feeling of weightless falling. Everything all at the same time just descending. All of you losing uh, your grip on reality for a second as everything twists sideways. The whole of El Terrell shudders. Um, do a dexterity saving throw, please. Yeah, I wanted to ask, like, how does this physically feel, right? Because there's this, this Feels like concept a massive of, like, earthquake. we know this is, this, like, this weird dream thing, and, like, stuff is moving in a way that's not physically normal, right? It's sped up. You or can remind down yourself or that it's a dream, which may or may not help. And, but, but, but it feels we still feel damn that impact, real. right? Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, I got an 11, but does my flying help? It does. You actually have advantage. <laughs> okay, so f screw this. I got 14 minutes in. Nice. All right. Uh, so, uh, Gordon, what'd you get? Nine. All right. And uh, Valerie, uh, sorry, Fenris got a nine. Valerie got a uh, 14. Uh, Darmida. Oh, 27. Damn. Uh, and uh, Hen? Hen got a 12. Okay. And Archibald, please. Oh, sure. Rolling for him. Might as well do that. Okay. Character sheet, dexterity, 20. All right. So as the um, the whole place shudders, and for just a second, you're outside on that vantage point. A second later, you are back in that balcony. Um, some of the plasters beginning to fall off the ceiling and rain down. There's bits of shards of glass that are now beginning to be rattled loose and torn in an almost tornado-like fashion as this massive wind blows up. Um, those who got over 
a DC 13 are mm-hmm. going to take half damage from flying debris and or falling down. So uh, rolled a seven. So the half of that would be a three. So those who successfully did their saves, you only take three bludgeoning uh, or piercing damage. Uh, and it's kind of both, actually. And uh, those who failed took seven points of bludgeoning and piercing damage. Is it? Okay, I would just gonna just seven it total, but game. like the type is both piercing and bludgeoning. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have something called slow fall where I can use my reaction when I fall to reduce any falling damage by fifty five. But you're saying it's piercing or bludgeoning because of the debris, right? Uh, yeah, it's mostly the debris and and rattling. And Got it. No problem. Although if somebody oh. had crit critted, you'd be falling off that balcony. All right. I'm determined to make somebody fall 40 feet to stone floor below. All right. Yeah, I think I think there's this moment where like you know Hen like stumbles. She doesn't have great footing, even though she's quite strong. Um, and she like steadies herself and starts to like, like close her eyes and like almost like meditatively and tries to like you know focus like center herself in the knowledge that this is not real. Um, and try and keep that in her brain in such a way that, like, if anything else happens, she might be able to Somewhat. deflect it mentally. Yeah, and maybe. But she's trying to get... do that preemptively to something happening. Sure thing. In the future, uh, did you say that successfully works. do your saving throw? It I was DC I 13. You got oh. a 12? So as yeah. you're closing your eyes on this back line, it's not real. It's not real. Concentrate on that small, quiet thunk as a piece of plaster gives you a nice little yeah, well, thump on your head. Yeah, totally. Uh, and um, she's trying to like noted, that, and, like, and that for will the next have time, some effect. Feeling how like tangible it is, she's trying to focus on that for the future, basically. Absolutely, yeah. and that, that I do have an idea of how that effect might play out. It's it's almost like a bit of a prescience because parts of this you've seen before, you know what happened and when and the order. Uh, so at first, the the shaking and the whirling winds have suddenly died down, and this oppressive heat just... The winds turn acrid and hot, and foul stench rising up around the city. You remember this moment. It didn't seem real then, and it hardly it seems any more real now. You are in hell. The first layer of hell. Avernus has fallen. Is it like super sudden or is it like we're literally watching the cruft of the earth like like rise and we're falling? Um, well, that part was extremely sudden. It was just fallen and <laughs> gone in darkness for a moment. Right. And then it's more like teleportation. Wins. It's not literally below yeah, exactly. the surface of the earth. Uh, you yeah. are now on a different plane. But um, there is still the after effects and the shocks. But for the most part, right. It is now suddenly eerily still as the city just slowly rocks. Then you hear this massive as this huge iron wall almost, it looks like the size of a large tower building comes slamming up onto the side of the city and the whole thing just rocks. And then another one. You all look out from your vantage point up high. You can see these massive iron spikes that hold the chains that will eventually ratchet the city slowly down towards um, the surface of hell. It is hovering above it. The companion orb, now turned almost entirely black, hovering above the city, 
arcs of lightning and uh, uh, lashing out at various parts, hitting spires, to- demoing buildings as they just hit and crumble or burst into flames. Henrietta, you remember what came next. In all this chaos, it was hard to even fathom, but there was a difference. A few seconds, maybe minutes. And then, the meteors. You have about maybe one minute. What do you want to do? Is is it... Is the memory of me in this scene, or is is this not somewhere I actually was, or am I her? You're you're back on the balcony. You remember okay. where you were at this moment, down on the ground floor, uh, in that right. kind of vestibule area, looking out through the open archways. That all of these things happen, and right. Can I in see disbelief myself? with the chaos from this current vantage point. No, but you could go find yourself, or okay. um, the council chambers are off and to the left. You could also go down and to the right to find yourself. The you you um, all remember that massive hand structure, uh, uh, the altar with the hand sitting in the center of the temple, uh, almost directly below where you can look down and see that. That contains the secret door to the catacombs right. below. You also know, uh, okay. bringing to mind the helm. You remember almost. It, it hasn't happened yet, but you remember that moment where the panic, the refugees sheltering, and you remembering the tales that your grandfather would tell you in the darkest of hours, and almost like an answer to a, a desperate prayer in the dark, you remember this tale. And you find yourself telling it to try and calm the people. And before you even really realize what tale you're telling, you're just desperate to try and keep these frantic people from losing their minds as they all kind of stumble down around, uh, some of them taking shelter in the catacombs, others taking shelter in the ruined buildings nearby. You remember gathering, helping yeah, to so gather them? Yeah, just like very tangible, like... Um, widespread fear and panic not not this like focused sort of singular um, absolutely and again you're getting you're getting a lot of this as almost in two places at once you're standing on that balcony and then and in a heartbeat you can all return there but if you let your mind drift you can fast forward through what henrietta experienced and you can see the panic you can see the catacombs you can see when the demons begin to attack you're not sure where they're coming from. Yeah. And then you can see that some of the devils come in, and at first the devils and the demons are actually battling each other. Then the victors would turn on the humans and the other mortals and begin to slay them or corrupt them, take them off, carry them. Literally, you remember, you get this vision of this Herzog uh, toad-like creature just batting all of these people off the side of the cliff who had gone to check out the edge of El Terrell uh, to see what was below and batting them in the bodies just, just shooting, scattering. Just running. Yeah. We can All see Hen like trying to basically wrestle one and yell for people to run behind her um, while she holds people off, but it's getting like knocked aside. At that point, strangely enough, uh, the Herzog is a massive creature, turns and, and squares up against you and, and lifts you up by your neck. 
and you're dangling your feet off the ground, even though you're massive, this thing is even bigger, at which point this barb goes sticking into its neck as a devil flies up over the lip of the thing and just wings it, this uh, spined devil, uh, causing it to drop you and turn with this horrible, hideous croak, uh, forgetting you're there and beginning to tackle this new, new threat. You remember running through the streets, desperately trying to lift and drag people along with you. Some of them already twisted and turned. Some of them asking for help and then a moment later trying to stab you with this strange reddish look in their eyes. Their souls already bargained away. Focusing on this um, this memory and I, I'm doing a little bit of sort of because I'm still sort of interpreting this as like Hen leading us through this memory that she remembers it. Um, and I'm doing a little bit to sort of focus on these these moments of fear to like, you know, give taste to the hag as a sort of a, you know, humoring her almost. Sure. Um, but I'm trying to, touching on these pieces, you know, showing sort of the highlights here, but like trying to move forward to when eventually we get to that, uh, the helmet. Um, I would like you to do a wisdom check. If you're trained in either religion or arcana, you can add it. Not a save. Okay, I'll make a religion check. Sure. I got a 21. Nice. Alright. The advantage would have been a nat 20, but... I'll I'll take it. So, at that moment, you take a deep breath, and you you get this pulse, this ping like a light in the darkness, even with your eyes closed, and you can see slightly down angle. That way, you picture the helm on the statue of your grandfather yeah. in, a, in a crypt below the city. And at that moment, both you and memory Henrietta get that same, like, <gasps> know where it is. And then you kind of remember you're back with all those refugees huddled around in the ruins of an old building. And you're all there, all of you. Enris is there, Fallery's there, Darmida's there, all kind of huddled around with the rest of these uh, refugees that you can see. And Archibald's busy being like, well, you don't see that every day, and takes a drink. And Henrietta's halfway through this tale about her grandfather and then just drops to her knees and says, I know where it is. And then a voice calls out of the darkness that only you can hear. Only the only the uh, six of you or five of you can pick up. Yeah, and you remember what you saw next. Don't be in such a rush, my dear. <laughs> so, is it your intention to go and find the helm? Um, or are you going to leave that to memory? So, yeah, I, I was thinking I would probably try to sort of merge with my memory and put it on as me, but like also in the same moment of the memory was my plan. But if there's like something like a beat that happens next between now and then, that's I, I would see that, right? Like, 
I, I don't know what the, the player what that is. <laughs> the strange thing about dreams is sometimes the details get a little bit different. Certain things sure, get totally. yeah. um, exaggerated and other things minimized. You all see Henrietta speaking to you. I'll raise. I need good people to come with me and find it. And and then she gets some volunteers from the crowd and all of you are amongst her a second later. <laughs> Archibald's like, right, I'm gonna stay here with these people. And you shoot him a withering glance. He's like, what? Uh, um, so then uh, you next all find yourself as quietly as possible marching through the city, um, avoiding kind of bands of roving demons and devils. And you come upon this crumbled building landscape uh, where there's a line of buildings along one side, a street. Uh, it looked like it was some kind of market with, you know, apartments above uh, and other houses scattered around behind. It's quite a built-up city along a canal. And on the far side of the canal, there is what used to be a marketplace just between the High Hall and the Grand Cemetery. And it has been just just cratered by this massive meteorite the same kind that hit part of the high hall and at that point you start to move on towards the grand cemetery and it's almost like your feet just hover in place and you turn back and you look at this thing and there's something something about this pit this this meteor crash site. You don't remember it per se. You remember going around debris and you, I think you encountered this. There's something about this that's a little different. What do you want to do? You're all there. I don't remember this. You remember seeing the meteor crash site? Um, do an intelligence. I imagine there's a scene right where where, where past ten is like, all right, everyone stay close. Yeah, you know, you're often like, trying to like like corralling people and making sure that no one's like venturing too far off and getting like stuff. And then there's like a moment where the rest of us, the like us us, can take get a closer look at this meteor if we want to. Absolutely. Sort of and in fact, the rest of the party turns and looks at you as you're standing here with this strange look on your face uh, there's about um, uh, let's say there's another oh, yeah let's say there's another so yeah, I, I want to say that like dressed if that's in the way various chainmails and such yeah I want to say that if that's the way that the scene plays out that I'll turn to everyone else and go I never looked down there whatever it is well it's not part of my memory can't imagine there's anything worth looking at. Can't possibly be real. Let's just keep up. But you know, you guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, you can. Let's do a perception check. Yeah, I'm ever one. I'm curious. Yeah, I like the idea that like Fenris has like a lot more, you know, arcane stock in what a dream can be. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is a memory, and this is not strictly a real thing, speaking. So. Is, in, is sea invisibility still up? Even it though is it's still up. A long time. It's been hours and hours since you poured it in, but because you're doing it in fast motion, a lot of it is... We'll say you get another 20 minutes or so. 
Sure. Um, I'm going to take a look with my sight, see invisibility, like that feeling that held me as well, that all of us, I, I feel that there's something drawing us to that crater. So I'm going to, I want to take a look. I want to check it out. It's different. It might have something that could be useful. Do you want to make... Sorry, go on. What role do you want me to make? Uh, investigation or perception. Depends on how close you want to get. Thirteen. All right. You can see these several buildings have been struck, and the fires do still flicker in a few of the adjacent areas. There's a almost like a ring wall of debris rising up a good five feet, and then behind it is just pulverized, descending down a good ten, maybe fifteen feet. You can't see the bottom of the crater from where you currently are. You're gonna have to get closer if you want to get a better look. Valerie, what were you saying? I would say with my role, I'd probably just see something shiny and fly towards it, but... <laughs> what did you and roll? That one. Oh, boy. I think Valerie and I are both like, doo-doo-doo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're looking at these other people who seem to be following Hen. A uh, couple of, like... There's there's an older man, probably a little bit past his prime, in, in a kind of used rusty chain mail. He's carrying a short sword. And, and a wooden shield that's already cracked. Uh, the, and um, he looks up at you and is like, Roy, uh, the, the name's uh, Brit. So who wants to control Brit, the NPC? Brit or Brett? Brit. Old man, NPC. How, how do you control it? Like... Oh, but it's just another person you can kind of give orders to. I've got Lulu, so... Uh, sure. Brett. Um, actually, when you think of that, Darmita, you look down and, and already holding your hand is the old man looking up at you. Hello. And I just kind of give his hand a little squeeze and Ooh. smile. I um, don't think I like it here. I definitely don't like it here. And we need through this quick. Alright, Fellerie, you've got uh, someone by the name of Callum. Callum, not Brit, but Callum. Callum is a 16-year-old, well, he's probably actually more like 14. He's rail-thin, wearing chainmail shirt that is way too big for him, and a sword that is way too heavy for him. Uh, a broadsword of some kind. Uh, and he has to wield it with two hands. He can't wield it with two. Um, uh, and he's a very young man who is one of the volunteers who stepped forward, and that's how desperate Henrietta was for various uh, competent volunteers at the time. These are, uh, by the way, Hen, these are actually people that followed you into the the Grand Cemetery to their deaths. Um, uh, Fenris, yeah. you've got... Uh, Ballot. And internet, if you want to name our last person, Ballot is um, uh, is a young woman, uh, and she seems fairly competent. Not as tough and uh, as uh, stocky as Hen, but she is solid, and she's wearing leather armor. 
Uh, she does seem to know what she's doing with the crossbow she wields. Said. Male or female? You get to decide, Yofen. Does it matter? Could be, uh, could be neither, could be both. What do you want? Okay. So there's just other people who are with us, and yeah, yeah these are NPCs you can boss we'll them. need to be able to. Sure. Um, is so. Just curious, is the others moving along with Hen while Fenris is staying back, checking out the crater? Then, um, they sir, they're currently standing with you, and you got this very brief vision of what what past Hen did, which was to skirt around, wisely avoiding this direct route to the Grand Cemetery. Um, you remember, Hen, that you did lose some one of these NPCs on that journey. However, um, Yofin said, seven foot tall human named Tiny." All right. So, who doesn't have an NPC yet? Uh, I didn't blame anyone. Hen yeah. and uh, yeah. So, Hen, you've got Tiny standing with you, seven foot tall, uh, human male, pretty big. Probably used to be some kind of labor, dumb as a post, but pretty solid in a fight, wearing just a leather apron and wielding an oversized cleaver. All right. Yeah, I think Hen is trying to, like, sort of not pay too much, like, like is trying to not think about like these other people mm-hmm. like she knows what happens she thinks that it's going to play out the same even oh, though you've been told things to be the different that all of them died. Like, i don't need to think about like i mean I, i'm picturing it but i'm also like not you know what i'm saying it's like you're kind of trying like, to put it out of your mind because i'm thinking about it i'm trying not to actually personify these memories right mm-hmm. yeah so um that's fine uh so they yeah. they all stand around and in the, the past hen had marched off that way, and you get this ghostly wisp of her and the rest of the troop going that way, but you're all standing on the edge of this thing. Um, Fenris, there's something moving in that pit. You see coils of smoke and steam, and um, are, are you going to get any closer? Oh... What do you mean by closer? Am I at the edge already, or am you're I... probably about ten feet back, maybe fifteen feet back from the edge, and it's it's a pretty big crater. I mean, it extends a good fifty feet um, diameter. Goodness, what do you think to get out of this? I mean, if it's not my memory, where's it coming from? Sometimes the hag's mind. It, sometimes a dream is more than just a memory. Now I'll, I'll just I'll walk up to try to take a closer look. You walk up to the edge. The crunch of the of the um, the melted sand around the edge of this, from the force of the impact, the, the crunch of broken stone and cobblestone under your feet. You get to the edge and you look down and you see this meteor. At first, it almost looks like a standard rock, still glowing warm and almost reddish from the heat of the fall. But wait, it no. It's reddish from what it's coated in. You see this sloughing off liquid, which is starting to ooze out from this, as though it, as though the inside has been filled with this, or it's been drenched in this horrible reddish liquid, very much like blood, but 
steaming hot. You see a, a fissure. Just inch open a little bit more at the front end of this. And these long fingers begin to poke out through the cracks in the fissure. It's now about a foot wide. And it begins to... The whole thing cracks like an overrotten egg and begins to just gloop out this reddish liquid. And then a few large chunks. And then the chunks unravel. And you see these quasits stand up. <laughs> and they begin scuttering off to different directions. A heartbeat later, you see this larger hand, come, uh, the hand that pried it open, push it open a little bit more, and the meteorite cracks open. And out steps this gnarled, twisted, humanoid figure. What do you want to do? You're all about 10 feet back, and you can all hear this, but you can't all see it. Um, I'm going to kind of look to Fenris based on our last experience and just be like do we destroy this thing or do we just keep going will it matter in the last dream I learned something I never knew before I uh, the shade and what he said and I repeat the phrase um, he that he spoke Desdusa, Rito, very softly. And I, I know that I felt something with it. This is not just a memory. These dreams can unlock things within ourselves and also potentially um, in our own memories that we didn't know before. So that pull we all felt could be it could be a trap but it could be something to help us then we kill it ah yes clever boy clever boy <laughs> the voice of the hag drifts out of the dark this thing okay. that's in the crater stands up it is huge and I mean that literally it is this massive twisted demonic body stretching out it is um, it ain't pretty and it um, you see now that this meteor has bits of fur and flesh and bone but that reddish liquid was blood and it came hurtling down and dashed itself into the city and died in the assault. But within it, these other demon demonic creatures begin to pool, pile out from within. You find yourselves um, 
facing some of the demon hordes that flung themselves at the city on its arrival in an attempt to take it before the devils could claim it. All right. What do you want to do? This thing is taking stock. It's got about... Uh, hold on, i got to look this up. Um, do I know what it is? Uh, do an arcana check for me. Nine. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, ooh, never seen this before. <laughs> this is a new one. <laughs> that, that, that's not a bad thing, is it? Um, okay. Uh, so, at that moment, several other demons start piling out of this thing. Um, one after another. Sloughing off through the broken body of this fallen, strange, demonic creature. They begin pooling out. You will have the drop on them. They haven't seen you yet. But when we return, if you want a shot at them, you can. I'm just going to take a quick little break. We'll come back and we'll see what you do with this demon egg. Hey. All right. So we'll be back in. Uh, I'm trying to do honor the breaks a little bit more. So what do you want, guys? Five minutes? Ten minutes? Uh, ten minutes. I'll get the, the dog in. That's fair. Okay, so we'll be back in about 10 minutes. Internet, think up something nasty for a plot point for these people. They're facing demons in hell. You might as well, right? Uh, and I will Not return real. and uh, we'll roll some dice when we come back. All right. Is a demonic egg not, you know, bad enough and evil enough? Yeah, but what's <laughs> in the egg? Does it look like a bird egg? Uh, it does not. It looks like a <laughs> twisted, broken corpse of an of like an over rotund, massive dog that burst on impact. Thank I'll goodness be... I don't have to shed affection. Wow. <laughs> right, I'll be back. <laughs> hey, I made Bella cringe. All right, I've done my job. Okay, we'll be back in a bit. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to nightmares. We are back. Hey, so we're just coming back off break. I'm hoping I should probably shut those wolves up. I think it just keeps howling. And a lot of crackles from me. I'm not sure what's up with that. Oh dear. Oh dear. Thank you for giving me that heads up. Let's see if I can fix that. Interwebs. It's a little popping. It's not just when you're talking. Hmm. Is it still there? Oh, that's worse. Oh. Oh, dear. All right. Might need to do a quick little restart. Might be part of the background music as opposed to the mic, maybe? I'm not sure. I can hit the next sound. Still worse? Better. Eh, maybe can I maybe was something? Yeah, I think that's probably it. Test, yeah. test, one, two. Testing. One, two. One. Two. Good. All right. Uh, check, check, check. Abandon all hope, all ye who enter here. I love that one. All right. Uh, so we're back. You guys are um, have the drop as you look out. Fenris 
looking back, locking eyes with Darmida as she asks him what's going on. Uh, below you are a, a cadre of demons. Uh, there's some smaller ones and some larger ones stepping out of this filthy, awful, uh, broken demon egg. The blood that was part of it is also drying with this strange shimmer to it. All of them seem covered in almost this toxic glitter. Shout out to Yalfen, man. Um, and they hiss on and they howl and you see them scoop it up off the ground and like slather themselves in it, snorting it, chewing it, sometimes even ripping off of their own finger as they're just partaking in the blood of their fallen egg-like comrade, howling up at the sky. They are totally distracted by their own like weird... How big is the egg and how are they centered around it? They are centered around it. It is uh, gargantuan. I mean that in game terms. So it is absolutely oh, ridiculous. It um, at one point had uh, was almost fish-like and it was somehow flung out of the river Styx. It's called a, I'm going to mess this up, Croquetotec. Uh, sometimes used for transport of smaller demons uh, through the Styx's terrible waters. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's just dead. fix a I'm gonna fix a point at the center of mass of the massing bodies. So they're fifty feet down, you said, yes? Um it's it's a fifty foot diameter hole. Uh okay. they're about fifteen feet down. And the okay. center is largely taken up with rubble, rocks, and this massive broken um uh, demon body egg thing. Uh and <clears throat> there are Four, uh, four medium-sized demons with these long goat-like heads and huge horns that stick off at the side and this massive um, strange beard-like naked with long curling tails flacking back and forth and those are the these boils on their faces the clear sickening white eyes um, you can see these are the ones that are being driven into a frenzy by this toxic glitter Okay, so there's there's four of them you said, and that there's there's relatively... four of those medium ones. Those are okay. uh, uh, the goat-like creatures. And at this point, you see this other strange thing kind of pushing its head through the side of the body, not where the opening already was, and it still it just pulses out. Uh, it's a large-sized pulse in the side of this thing, like a boil around to burst. Um, you also see several smaller dretches. dretches small fiends like padding around almost like uh, a cross between a monkey like a, an ape of some kind uh, but small and some kind of weird chihuahua dog um, kind of sort of picture the thing from Ghostbusters you know the first one Zor. a little bit like that yeah. but more um, like you melted them in a microwave too long those are dretches, and there's a number of those, but those are, um, there's probably about, uh, let's say, um, maybe six of those. And, uh, there is the, um, uh, you didn't get a great, uh, arcana check there, so unfortunately you don't know the, no. you, you recognize the dretches, like, they make stories about them. Yeah, if anyone knows about this stuff, it's probably Darmida. Oh, that's true. Darmida, go ahead and yeah. do a, a check. 
of some kind with advantage. <laughs> a background check. So, um... Survival, maybe? I was gonna say. So, it'd be either investigation, survival, or perception. Could be arcana, I... could be religion, could be survival. Uh, not, it wouldn't normally be survival, but because they are, they are your beans are your favorite. Favored. You would get it under survival, and you'd get it with advantage. You def okay. you get dretches for free. Seventeen. Seventeen. Um, you can tell that the other goat-like creatures are called uh, bul bulzo. Uh, they're horned demons that lash out with their bows and spiny tails. They're violent in the extreme. Uh, they gather in scrambling mobs, wrestling and fighting amongst themselves. Demon lords use them as foot soldiers, undisciplined army uh, um, soldiers. Uh, disfigured ailments, crusted eyes, maggots, wriggling with open sores, all good stuff. Of them, I, I'm trying to think if that, because I have the um, feature, the just looking at it, um, Um, I guess, yeah, it just says I can recall information, so I'm assuming that's the information I can recall. Um, you also, at that point, see the biggest thing that comes crawling out of them, uh, out of that thing, uh, is a uh, Hezrup. And there's only one of those. No. Which is a large, um, I don't know if I have the description. The Hezru is oh, the you, one you... that you saw before. It's like a large, spiked red toad with this massive tooth-lined maw. Um, it's stub nose and oversized hands. It is a demon. Um, it is large. It is a bit of a challenge. <clears throat> it is probably the most challenging on the field. Uh, Hezru serve as foot soldiers in the demonic hordes of the abyss. Although physically powerful, they're weak-minded and can be easily duped into sacrificing themselves for more powerful demons. As they press their attacks into the heart of the enemy forces, their foul stench can sicken even the toughest foes. So in the immediate moment, right, we're seeing these things sort of go in this little frenzy, but they're not, like, doing anything. We have time to talk. We have time to plan and talk, yeah. So while um, we're sitting there... Oh, Darmida, as part of that check, you also hear them, and you hear them muttering and howling something. Uh, and they say, we shall fight. Um, hold on, I'll do the voice. I bought the voice. Um, shall break it, eat it, take them all, eat it. Baphomet must be brought forth. Okay, I didn't get much of that. <laughs> you did catch Baphomet, right? I mean, Darmida certainly did. Well, I mean, I'm sure Demita did. Bella didn't understand much. <laughs> uh, it one is one thing, and it was Baphomet. Yeah, it, <laughs> if, essentially, deal. they're searching for something they called the Shard, and they want to join with it, and it is, uh, and they want to bring Baphomet forth. Baphomet was the demon that yeah. uh, oh I see hold on my camera's got all wonky wonk 
know what's going on now. Up the stream. Yeah, sorry about that. But anyway, keep going. I'll I'll fix that in, in post. So, no. <laughs> yeah, Dormita would um, just kind of step back a little bit, and she's going to because she knows these are pretty nasty. Uh, she'll let everybody know, and then she is going to um, lay on, uh, use her helping hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're uh, still injured from the last battle. I, I'm incredibly injured. Yeah, um, I saw in chat you post um, the. I already heal. did. Did you do that? Yeah. I did do a heal, but it didn't. It didn't help me much. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that actually happened or if you were just posting the. Uh... No. no description. Yeah, no, I was I actually was trying to heal myself. <laughs> I'm still I just came back up over half <laughs> barely. Ooh, yeah, you got you got hit pretty hard in that last fight. Yeah. So she will definitely try to give herself a little something knowing that these are kind of and then She will tell everybody these are very, very nasty. Uh, if you don't have to, don't get up close. Uh, I don't I think, think I'll probably look back. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the last thing you said? Oh, I just said I don't think we'll have a choice, but you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll respond to that as like, we don't have to do this fight at all. It's like you're just looking for a fight. I'm not going to stop you, though. Doesn't matter one way or the other. I just kind of like, you know, rest my shield, but I'm not like drawing a weapon. I'm just standing there watching you. Um, I kind of see that Dormita is wounded. I say, well, maybe, maybe you can give her some of your healing. And I just kind of take a, and I'd say that I look back. And so um, the biggest thing is there is that, is what a Hezra you said? Yeah, the, the frog like massive. Yeah. And, and is anything centered around it? Like, are the others close by, or is it on um, its own? It's a little bit. It's about five feet away from the rest of the others, and they're all kind of drumming themselves into a frenzy uh, in the middle. There's some, right. a handful of closets too, but those generally scuttle out of there like cockroaches. And, and what were the goat things? Are they nearby to the? Uh, they're right like in the middle of this. The the the, the yeah. cluster. Bozu. Yeah, Bozu. Okay, I'm I'm gonna cast confusion. Ten foot radius. All right. Um, so you have you're going to be casting confusion. Dermita did a little bit of healing. Uh, Henrietta's wondering why you're getting mixed up in this. Archibald's like, "All right, well, <clears throat> let's do this." And he takes his wig off and tucks it in his belt. Uh, I following. am going to be readying something okay. in case it comes up. Um, I know, I, I, I know what it is. Don't. Okay. And uh, Fallery, what are you going to do? What's the uh, light situation like? Um, it's considered dim light. Alright, well, I'm going to hold fast until people decide what the heck we're doing, because, you know, if this is a necessity, then yes, I'll throw myself in. If not, then I'll just uh, stand by. So I'll just use my action and go invisible. Alright. You fade from view. Um, Fenris, your spell goes off. Confusion rains down. Uh, what's the DC? DC 17, wisdom save. And you're going to be able to catch all of them in that radius. Uh, wait, 10 foot radius? 
10 foot radius, so 20 uh, foot diameter. There's going to be one bull zoo that's not in that, but everything else, uh, sorry, a bull zoo and a dretch that are not within that, but everybody else okay. is because they're piled in together. <clears throat> trying okay. to be all uh, a strange ritual. All right, so that's going to be. And so I need to do, I'm doing some quick math, nine rolls here. Okay, fail, fail, natural 20, fail, natural 18, so two of them saved. Uh, and fail, 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 and fail, let me just double check something. Uh, the Hezru has magic resistance, again for them. That is a fail. So, um, all of them but two failed. Oh, sorry, all but three failed. Two of the dretches and one of the bullzooms. All right, um, so they are... It was confusion, yes? Yeah, they are confused. All so right, they are confused, they're... and as Fenris pops up over the edge and releases this spell, tendrils of shadow energy kind of lancing out from his fingertips, <sighs> encompassing that whole area, whole area is confused and they are now aware of his presence hey todd do we have a map for this or is it i don't yet i could throw just a generic map for you let's go back to the generic map you guys it'd be just a bit better visual than using my imagination (laughs) what imagination all right let me uh let me pull this up on screen so we can say i'm a visual guy yeah, that's good. That's good. And if you like the visuals, yeah, you can watch our right. visual feed on YouTube. If you prefer just to listen to the story, you can do that on the podcast. Hey, shout out to Great Britain and Germany, by the way. We've been getting some getting some love from them, although I think there's they're probably waiting for more Shadowrun. Uh, Henrietta, you'll be a little further back uh, from Fenris. Fenris is right up at the edge, and I'm just going to draw real quick. The edge of the crater will be orange. It's jagged because I know skills are jagged and it, it extends off. Tool, by the way. Shush. <laughs> uh, that's more realistic. It's not going to be. You know, yeah, it's more geometric. of a scar in the landscape. I like it. I like it. I'll take that. Uh, and then there's the body of the thing, which fills. I mean, it's not entirely whole either. And then inside of that, we've got a handful of nasty baddies. So let me just, uh, let me just grab a couple of those. This is entirely to scale, and if you tell me otherwise, I'm going to be bad. Just yeah, kidding. Yeah, that works. Uh, hey, I actually have the correct things for a change, except that's too small. Uh, don't have the burzus, but we're going to go with... Uh, these guys instead. They don't have spears, but that's medium. Sure, we'll leave those, and this guy needs to be bigger. Good enough. Well, that's a bit bigger. Yeah. All oh, right. Uh, I've got to, of course, get the multiples here. So as I said, there are several, uh, six stretches in all, one of them outside of the radius, several of them around, clustered up together in their strange, violent, disgusting orgy of 
of toxic glitter. Thinking of you there, Yao Fen. I'll always think of Yao Fen and his toxic glitter pool. Um, <clears throat> all right, so all of those are clustered down in this pit. Uh, I think that's the right count. All right. Okay. Um, I'll so eventually after mark casting, one's confusion. But... Yeah, right. I am now going to back off. But why? <laughs> yeah. All well, right. They are all like grouped over here. <laughs> we probably would be more in line with that than off the edge. Well, I started off the edge, right? Now I'm gonna. I casted my spell, and now I'm moving. Yeah, I was just saying. I thought you'd be more here than here, but that's all. Doesn't matter now. You can Doesn't matter so. now. Yeah, it's all good. All right, uh, let's roll initiative, shall we? Let's uh, maybe do this right. Sure. Sure. Initiative. A paltry seventeen. All right, so uh, just a paltry 17 with Valery. That is, a, I suppose, a little slow for an Akrokra monk. Uh, not the best. Archie got 16. Mm -hmm. uh, what else did people get? Nine. 23. Keep writing your name Gordon instead of Fenris. I'm sorry. 23 for Darmida? Mm-hmm. Of course she did. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and is that everybody? Uh, missing uh, Hen. 11. All right, so let's resolve that um, that uh, surprise round. So Valerie bops to invisibility. You are invisible. Um, Archibald draws his two weapons. He's He's using the hilt of a longsword like a dagger. Um, it's got a little stubby blade on it, and when he activates it, it becomes the sun blade. So that's in his left hand, as a, as, and then his other hand is his standard breaker. Um, Darmida, you've got your bow at the ready, and uh, Fenris just cast, and Henrietta, what do you want to be doing? To get yourself I, I said that I was I was holding an action, but I'm not like, You're not triggering it. getting involved. I'm just standing here being like, this is dumb. <laughs> But uh, yeah, pro so pro probably Archie. Like, if there is that sort of moment before we rolled initiative where people were doing stuff, probably yep. the sunblade is out, I would imagine. Uh, all right. And is he going to turn it on right now or keep it handy? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can turn it on beforehand, that's better because then he can engage and disengage. All right. So I'm just going to do. I don't know if this works, so we'll try. Did anything oh, we're happen? Doing all right. Nothing happened. Why did it not happen? I was trying to make him glow. It didn't work. Yeah, those are all weird. Yeah. I mean, if it's actually a light thing, then that's based on dynamic lighting, so you wouldn't see it anyway, because all the light is... It's all messed up. Anyway. All right, so Otherwise, he... Otherwise, an aura only can be seen by a controlling player, so unless they're in everyone's journal, probably no one can see that but me. Yeah, that's true. It. But yeah, 10 okay, feet cool. out from Archibald, you see uh, this... Uh, this glowing light. It's its on the lowest setting, too. And he's just like... Yeah. And the sunblade extends out of this bro uh, this um, 
It's it looks like a broken blade at glance, but it's actually very ornately carved, and so it extends out from there. This brilliant sunlight blade, um, and it just lights up. It's bright light within ten feet, and emits a, a dimmer light outside of that for another ten, and that's that's kind of the lowest setting. Uh, so Darmida, you actually would be visible now. <laughs> Uh, Valerie is just oh, it's ten and then ten, yeah, just outside. Um, I mean, he can yeah. stand further away. Yeah. That's like marching order. Yeah. All right. So he readies that. Okay. Uh, any other can actions? I, yeah. Yeah. Can I look at Fenris and just kind of be like, "Are we doing this? Yes or no? Yes. All right then." Well, then we know what Dermita's doing. All right. <clears throat> uh, go ahead and uh, take your pass. What do you no, want to do? No, shit gets real when she puts her glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, got to be able to read. So, uh, first of all, she's going to step out of the... Um, light there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think RG could be moved back instead of you going out. Positioning is like loose because we just <laughs> dropped onto a map. Whichever. Okay, like oh yeah, I'm plenty of distance. Yeah, you got a bow. You now, for line of sight, you can range. shoot the Hezru in the head, but the shorter, smaller creatures, you're going to have to get uh, probably another five, ten, uh, yeah, five feet closer for the medium-sized things. That's the uh, Bozul's. And okay. you're going to need to get uh, within five feet of the lip of that to be able to target the small things down at the bottom of the crater. Out the Hezru. Huh? Take out the Hezru. Oh, I am. <laughs> That's why I measured it. Okay. So by, um, I've, I've still got my hunter's mark up. Yep. Last for eight hours. And I, I know we're in kind of wonky time thingy. Yeah, it's but, still up. And see invisibility still up. That's still up. Yeah, and he's on this. I'm going to put it on him. Absolutely. And take my three shots. Go for it. First one. Uh, that's a 15. Yeah. That. Um, I will say this. Uh, can you retroactively quickly do a stealth check for me? Is she literally in darkness? Uh, yeah. So you would have advantage on this. They know something's out there because the spell just went off. They're not really yeah. sure what. Um, you didn't cast it subtly, so I don't think you said that, right? I did not cast it subtly. So, I'm saving my points. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, they I- did, however, know something's up. Sorry, I did slide a hand. It should have four more to it. Oh my god. Okay, so that's 26. Uh, 26, yeah. Yeah, on both of the rules. So, uh, so yeah, they don't see you coming, so you have advantage on that first shot. Okay. Just the first one. Okay. Um... Rogue-like, in a way. Right, so we can see them from like the ambience of the meteor crash, but we're yeah, actually in darkness. Minute. Yeah, it's actually glowing slightly red at the bottom. Yeah, your, your the, mic is really odd today, Todd. I don't know. Hmm? 
Your volume is surprisingly inconsistent for some reason. Uh, I partly because. Oh, hey, that's not right. How about now? Uh, yep, back to For some reason, it just dropped on me. I don't know why. All right, there we go. Okay, so, uh, yep, the 17 with the advantage. It wasn't much more, but it is enough. You hit. All right, so that's the first one. Um, I'm going to resolve all of these first. Um, 29. That There's it's more like Darmida. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering what was going on. Yeah, like what the hell? And then 26. There you go. Yeah, That's so Dar- all three hit. Uh, doing... um, so 29. 29 so far, and you do have some Hunter's Mark damage to add to that. I've got Hunter's Mark. And Ooh. I've got... Oof. Not a lot of love there with two ones, but, you know, six more. Oh my god, really? Ooh, that's oh. a lot of ones, even on that extra D8. So, uh, that's 36. 29, 36. Yeah. All right, so you, you definitely three arrows. A couple of the arrows uh, dig in at only just at the base of some of the spines. One of them takes it just below the jaw. Another one hits its bicep, and the whole thing shudders and looks up. It sees you now. That's, that's just shit for Darmida. Like, normally her three rolls is like a 70-something average. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, coming up next, uh, Valerie. All right, oh, so we're going this. Just lets out this. <laughs> yep, Valerie. Has room. Hmm. All right, do you guys want me going close to this guy or to the guys in the back? Take it out. All right, so I'll use my shadow step. Mm-hmm. And uh, go right up to him as a bonus action, and then let her rip. All right. This the feathers of the bird just fade. I mean, you're already invisible, so the shadows just whisk you in front of it, and you just step out of the darkness right in front of it, just appearing in front of it. Uh, or are you from the side? Place yourself. Here. Um, from the side, yeah. Okay. All right, so I will use my talons as an attack. Nice. It doesn't do anything special. It's just piercing instead of... Um, so we get two attacks. So the first one is uh, 22 to hit. 22 hits. Excellent. So let's resolve that damage and we'll... Uh, Hey, three. Man, That's total I, I, 11? Uh, no, 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 sorry. I must have pressed it twice so that it would be eight. Oh, not, okay. uh, yeah. That's fine. And Thank the other hit, honest. no problem. Uh, then the other attack. Eh. Uh, not as great. 13, 13. does not hit. Uh, its hide is incredibly hard. These, where it isn't a, an actual spike burst out, it's these hard nodules, almost like warts, and you punch it, and it's as hard as a stone. All right, and that'll be it for now. Like I'm considering my key points for a little later. All right. 
Uh, and your attacks are considered magical being a monk, right? That is correct. My melee ones, yes. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Up next. Uh, now that you have revealed yourself, the Bel... Bel what are they called? Belzro. Belzo. Bulzo. Uh, begin to notice you and start to run up and try to get around your monk friend. So these two move in close. These ones start uh, scrambling up the side, only getting about just the top over here, looking around as goat-like creatures. Actually, Sorry, it's got pretty quick uh, motion. They need to roll. They, they need to roll d10 if they've been affected, right? Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, three of them are, and uh, so two of them were sixes. What does a six do on confusion? Six, uh, five to six. Creature doesn't move or take any actions. This All turn. right. So they, these two just hang out in the middle of their little gl toxic glitter orgy. Uh, the last. Uh, oh, all three of them don't move. Uh, the yep. very last one clambers up the side of it and being like a goat, it doesn't lose any movement for difficult terrain in this case, I say, even if it doesn't. Uh, and so uh, it ends up running up at the side and starts looking around and sees you on the far side, all kind of juicy mortals on the far side of that uh, tunnel. But that's about, it, it takes a few steps towards you, but it only gets to about here. Um, all right, the dredges. Only one of the dredges kind of follows him and only gets halfway just to the top of the uh, to the top of the cliff of the crater. And the rest of them, let me see if they move at all. Five. Uh, what does an eight do? Uh, if you roll an eight, the creature uses its action to make a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within its reach. All right. Well, these two begin to just bash on each other. Um, just literally, just, they've waited for this moment, and they've hated each other in the abyss, and they start wailing on each other, and all the others just stand there, like, smearing the glitter, toxin, blood goo, sticks juice on themselves. Uh, that takes up their turn. Dang! Confusion. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Archibald. On deck. Uh, okay, so you've been describing the um, the crater, and you were just, during their turn, were describing the crater as being this sort of, like, you know, rocky terrain that's hard to get up and down. So I guess, like, Archie will run towards the edge at first, and then maybe he has to, like, slow down to, like, step his way down? I don't know. Uh, sort of. I would let him get... It's 15 feet down, and it's only about probably do something feet. relatively acrobatic to get down. I yeah, let him roll some acrobatics um, and see how slick, if he's going to get in there and mix it up. How slick he wants to be. Sure. He does see the I don't one know that is what his on acrobatics the side are. Um, he's got probably an extra four on that. Yeah, that's yeah. just his. That's enough. So he just basically there. leaps and slides down. Yeah. And so uh, thirty gets him to appear right up in the base of the. Uh, his yeah. Right up to the grill. Um, I will reiterate just for the record that my version of Archie is a little bit different than Jay's. Just. For, for simplicity. 21 um, hits. Woof. Woof. Um, and then he will take a dash action. He gets his free disengage from making an attack. And uh, how far back can, can Archie get with so, this terrain? Um, with that terrain, and he's got... Uh, oh, it's got a full dash, right? It took it took thirty to get here in yep. like normal walking. So I don't know actually how much it took. 
it, it, took, it's, a it took 30. Like, you basically half leapt down okay. and did this little, like, but almost back a, up will a be slower, I imagine. Leapt down and ended in a lunge and stabs this thing through. Yeah, uh, so back up is probably cocky. slower. So It is. Back up is half go. movement, but he can get up to the top. He'll get up to the top. That, that's, that, that makes sense. Just like. Uh, actually, even more, like, even more, like, even more acrobatic. He leaps mm -hmm. off of this thing, slides halfway down, yeah. leaps off a rock, comes down with the stab, hits the thing totally. and, and like coil, like hits it in the shoulder, plants both yeah. feet on its shoulder Recoils and, off and of goes it in like a spring <laughs> as far as the blade will go, hits the yeah. hilt and then leaps back off of him in this acrobatic yeah. backflip, lands at the base and turns around and scrambles up the up the up the uh, yeah. the crater. And then he's at the top, just like gouting, go goading it. That's the word. Like yeah, gouting. exactly. Uh, <laughs> come on just, up here. <laughs> just just, a, just so you guys know, you um, those that are confused, you see them confused. They can't take reactions. Ooh, cool. Nice. You, Fenris mutters tactically from the back. All right, uh, coming up next, Henrietta. Hey, Tana, just a quick question. Fenris what, is on. What deck. about our what about our NPCs? Are they in or? They're staring at these things, looking at them. You can give orders if you want to. I don't have a character sheet for these guys. Sure. So they, I'll probably, as Kenny, basic. call back, like, stay out of this. And I'll take a few steps forward, and I'll continue readying my action. All right. Uh, Ballot and Callum, the the uh, the two young ones, the young man and young woman, the one of them barely, barely adolescent, um, both look somewhat relieved at being told to stay back. And Britt's like, right. And then uh, Tiny's just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, actually, go ahead and make a... Is there a leadership skill in this? No, there isn't. Go yeah, ahead and make a quick persuasion. Cool. And they're lucky I'm lawful neutral, or else I would have pushed him into the crater. Oh, I got a plus 12, and I also got a nat 1. So that's nat fun. 1. So, yeah, tiny, the others listen to you, just they don't really want to, but Tiny was not wanting to, so he, he starts wading towards the edge. Uh, do another d20 roll for me. Just a d20 roll? Okay. Yep. We'll add two to it. 15. Uh, how much, sorry? 15. 15? Yeah. All right, well, um, Tiny uh, gets right up to the edge right next to you, and he's like, not lightly. And he starts to lose his grip and start to tumble, uh, but a 15 is enough. He steadies himself, and you reach out just in time and help steady him. Cool. As he's standing at the Stay top. behind me. All right. He's still totally unconvinced. He's like, you stay behind me. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, we have uh, Henrietta and Fenris is on deck. Yeah. Henrietta just uh, continues holding her action. Okay. Uh, it's not Fen a spell, by the way, just to like be clear, but I know those you'd lose the spell if I didn't use it. But No, that's fair. Here is not spell, so don't worry. You about like that. keeping some surprises. I I appreciate that. Fenris, what do you want to do? Um, I, I see that uh, the confusions will be kind of causing chaos, yeah. and they're 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 taking care of the Hezru. The one other demon that scrambled up that's pretty quick. He's fairly far away. He is, yeah. Um, way roughly. Oh, way that's not there. that far. Okay, I'm gonna chill touch him. All right. cantrip. Go for it. I should get back to my dice rolls. People's can see. 24. Give the peoples what they want. They want the dice rolls. 24 yeah. is a hit. 
okay. Just double check. Shell uh, touch. So it's 3d8 necrotic. And you can't regain hit points till next turn. Okay, nice. Make, uh, make the damage roll. 15 damage. Nice. No scaling cantrips. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I'm just going to back up a little bit more. (laughs) Spoken like a spellcaster. All right. So 15 is this spectral ghostly claw. Claws at this thing. And it bats. All right. Uh, Coming up next, the Hezru. Uh, It gets a save, if I'm not mistaken. It does. At the end of its turn, though. Oh no, it gets uh, to roll a d10 first. Yep. And then it gets to save. It rolled a 9. What does a 9 do for me? I believe that it can act and move normally. All right. Well, um, it is going to do two things. It's got a couple of different attacks. Three, in fact. So <laughs> one of it's going to gr- try to grab on to Valerie uh, with... Uh, with its claws. So this won't do damage. You can resist this with acrobatics or um, uh, or uh, athletics. Go ahead. Is that how this works? I should know this. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Athletics or that's, acrobatics. That's going to be a 26 is the highest of the two. <laughs> okay. 26. So- the first Ooh. massive three-fingered clawed hand just wraps around you, and uh, just and, and I release to my ready to action. And what's that? I present the holy shen symbol on my shield, and I channel divinity. Nice. What are you gonna do? What flavor? Thirty-foot radius from me. All fiends must make a wisdom saving throw or be turned. Nice. I can turn fiends. That's really cool. I did not know that was a thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, within 30 feet. Yeah. That's not quite the so back row. Just, no, it shouldn't be. Uh, but, I was, uh, I was, I was hoping if things ran towards it, I could use it later. But if I see Valerie get grabbed, that's that's enough. Fair enough. Um, and it should. Does this work? One more. How do I? How do I? All right. There it is. Wisdom save. I did that. Uh, oh, and yeah, I think one. I have 16. Because it's, uh, yeah, I've right. four charisma, four... Okay, so, uh, fail, fail, fail. Those are <laughs> the two dretches, two, uh, uh, bulzos, and the last one there started with the, um, uh, uh, oh, sorry, one more dretch also failed. The bulzo, two bulzos failed, and the, um, Hezru succeeds with a yeah with a 19 and so they have to spend their turn fleeing so each fiend that can it, see or it, hear you within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw if they fail the saving throw it is turned for a minute or until it takes damage turn creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you all right so it's you interesting because they're reaction. also confused yeah that's yeah, true <laughs> oh boy I don't want to have to mark them all. Just the very back row is unaffected. For its action, it can gone. use only the dash action or try to escape from the effect that prevents nice. it from moving. Nice. All right. You're st- I love the image of you standing next to Archibald with the 
blazing sunblade in his hand, just like a yeah. bolt of heaven, uh, hanging out in hell. my shield, and the symbol just, just starts to like glow, The light yeah. from the sunblade bounces off and like scatters right into all their eyes. The toxic glitter making them hiss and uh, catching the light. Um, uh, it does uh, as they shudder. They don't move yet, but what they do is they shudder, and you can hear this almost like nails on a chalkboard sound emanating from anyone that is any of those creatures that are covered in this toxic glitter. This as they as they shift a little bit, um, all of you kind of cringe, and then there's echoed by this drumming. Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, uh, all right. So it's still uh, its turn. All right, um, it's still its turn. Uh, its second attack did, however, hit as well, I believe. With a, oh, wait. I hold believe on, I interrupted it, and it must now flee. Uh, so that was my intent. But well, the Hezru it, it succeeded. Did get, it, yeah, the Hezru succeeded. So it oh, did. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so its second attack would have been a uh, 17 to hit Valerie's AC. 18. Nice. So you just, you bat it away with your, like, you counter punch it as it goes in. You're just like, whack. You hit its fist and it just glances off just above your head. Um, all right. And it's going to take its last attack. It's bite. Was the grapple just a grapple or was it? Yeah, also, the grapple was uh, just a grapple. The second it one. It doesn't restrain? Yeah, it, it, uh, it grapples. Uh, it okay. grappled him so he can't move and then took a swing at him with its claws and just got punched away just in time. This well-timed uppercut. And then it's like, and it just starts stuffing you in its mouth or trying to Let's see if it succeeds. Um, you are grappled, but not restrained, so it's not with advantage. I think that's that fine. Great. And I can't see that roll. Oh, uh, 15. Nope. <laughs> you plant both feet on both sides of his massive tooth-lined mouth. And just stop it from stuffing you in there. Your wings kind of flapping to kind of keep you uh, upright as best you can against the force of its claw. It does not successfully bite you. All right, next. I got this, guys. I got this. <laughs> this bird, this giant frog trying to eat a bird. All right, uh, coming up next, we have um, the the dretches, uh, most of whom are all messed up right now. I think there's only... Oh, it, it can roll a wisdom save, right? To try to get out of confusion. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Uh, does a... Ooh, does a 20. Yeah. All right. So, so it is no longer... Confused. The Hezru is no longer confused as its eyes clarify its prey within sight. All right. It is still... Uh, it is now the Dretch's turn. Most of them stand around either uh, confused or fleeing, but I'll just see how many of them turn and flee. Uh, okay, one of them just, um, this guy back here is still so angry at the other one, it's still attacking that other one that it's right next to, but all the other ones just, what's a four do? I think they just stand, Uh, right? A two to a six, they do nothing. All right, so those ones just stand around and do nothing. The Bozus, uh, Um, also stand around and do nothing. But they can roll saves now. Yeah, they can. Todd? Yeah, what's up? I'm just curious. Um, I wouldn't be for them the last round. Yeah, we're at the and... very bottom. They're level one. They're 
one on oh. initiative. You're next. Sorry, I should call out uh, the uh, who's on it's, deck. So Darmy does on deck, followed by Fallery. And Fallery in the There's a few bills. waves of demons, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, okay. um, only, I think, the back row gets any kind of... Uh, actually, no, they're all confused. Yeah, they're all confused. So it's just these two little guys at the side. So they start booking along the side, gibbering and howling. Uh, this one hops down off of it, trying to grab onto Valerie from behind, like literally launches itself off the crater. That dretch tries reaching out for Valerie in the air. Uh, it's going to try to attack and just harm you. Um, where are my dretches? Where are my dretches at? There it is. All right. Uh, okay, a, a 14 doesn't hit Valerie, but a nat 20 brings mm -hmm. it to 22, so that's going to hit you. Um, and that's going to be its claw attack. Uh, so that's going to do 8 damage as it just slams into you and the claws just rake down you as it slides down and then falls off and hits the ground below. Um, it, you slowed its fall though, so it doesn't take damage. This other one has a heck of a lot of movement, 40 feet. So it was here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. So it, it, the goat-like creature is just hissing at Henrietta, Tiny, and Archibald. Just on the edge of the brightest light, it kind of hesitates to run in there. Actually, it ran out of um, uh, time. Uh, it will... Actually, you know what? Um... It bends down and does a dash action to do a standing leap. So it literally leaps up in the air and moves 20 feet. 5, 10, 15, 20. And lands right on the edge, almost like ignoring the edge of the difficult terrain. Just lands right next to Tiny and Henrietta. Right in your midst. All right, that's their turn. Uh, coming up next, Darmida. Man, that confusion is clutch. Okay. Um, I will attack. Uh, waste more. You got a. Right. What are you attacking? Um, Hezru? Uh, yeah, the same one. Okay, it's shifted a little and Tiny's kind of in your way, so you're going to need to move about five feet either closer or side just to get a keep line of sight on. Okay. Um, I will go over here. Sure. Uh... 17 and wow I am I'm rolling poo poos uh all right and second uh, 17 one. on the bet on it, the Hezru does hit nice and a crit oh and a crit nice right so I crit my my you roll it, uh, right? Your D8? 
it already did, but do I crit my um the hunter's uh, mark? Yes, you oh. do. You roll it. Oh. Oh. Keep rolling ones on it though. Oh. Uh, so thirty three. Thank you for the math. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> like before I even start calculating it, you're done. And I'm yeah. like, what? This is, this is why we like uh, having mathy people at the table. All right, thank you. So the crit just takes it one of its eyes. It blinks its eyes, its lids going sideways uh, around the shaft of the arrow, but and it just kind of shudders a bit, but it's still standing. Um, and I'm going to take the rest of my action to kind of move back here again. Uh, hopefully a little bit obscured by some dark. And and also tiny. Seven foot tall human standing next to Henrietta. Alright, that was Darmida. Coming up next we got Valerie and the Belzoo. Alright, so got a question. I know I'm, I'm not I'm oh, engaged. The, sorry, I almost forgot. I just want to resolve this real fast. The, uh, a Almost all of the creatures saved out of their confusion. That's what that. Yeah, I noticed. Roll the 14, 18, 18, 17, 19. Uh, and the six and the five. So three of them didn't. So I'll just say. Uh, a lot of them are still turned, though. Yeah, that's true. Remember, keep that in mind. Yep. Okay. So I'm grappled, right? Uh, you are grappled. So your movement is set to zero. Would that still count for Shadow Step, where I can teleport? No, Shadow Step does not get interrupted by that. All right, so I use bonus action and teleport right beside him on the other side. Absolutely, that's why monks. Ugh. Who and let then monks I'll teleport at will? I'll do. I'll do two attacks. <laughs> All right, make your so. rolls, man. That's awesome. Well, I have something. Don't necessarily deal much damage. <laughs> All is right. Is that a bonus action, or is it something? That was a that was a bonus action. Yeah. Okay, so you don't get your extra. No, I yeah. don't get my extra attack. But yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So that... the other side of him, his arms now empty. His he's just looks confused and angry. Sounds so... like that's worth advantage. Wing. Yeah. Well, I sure. do have advantage. That's what that's what Shadow Step does. Nice, good. <laughs> so, uh, 26. 26 hits. Alright, so let's do that. Uh, that goes 8 damage. It counts, man. And I'll go uh, my other attack. Looking pretty hurt. At this point, that arrow to the eye. 22. 22 hits. It's, you're just pommeling this thing. You're tearing off bits of its its skin as your and ten your damage. Head, your talons. Ten more damage. Ten. Oh. Nice. And and if I choose to move, does he get an opportunity attack or? He's not confused, uh, and he is not turned, so he doesn't appear to be. The other ones are shuddering away from the light that pulsed out of uh, Henrietta. That presence. This one does not seem deterred. What do you want to do? Does, would he get an opportunity attack if I moved? He would. Don't move. Yeah, he would. Yeah. I'm just trying to goad you into moving. Yeah, I won't move. All right, all right. 
you, you, you had enough combat training. If you want to do that, pardon me. You just can't. You could pivot around him if you want to. Give no, him there's no point pivoting around. It's just that try and get out of danger, really. Then repeat yeah. the action. I just want to be clear. Yeah. All right. So you stay put. Coming up next, we have uh, Archibald. Oh, sorry, the Bulzu. Um, this one actually grabs on to uh, Tiny. It, it, it looks at Henrietta. It looks right no, at you in the eyes. Did just get here? Wait, didn't it just show up? Uh, it's, his, it's his turn again, though. Oh, no. So that was the Dretch's turn. Oh, he just ran over. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, it goes on 17. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, the other ones were all flat-footed round, at so. 17. And so this one ran and then double, uh, and like did this leap to get there. And it's now it's turn. Right. But you did that right before Bella. Yeah, sorry, I, I should have resolved it a bit earlier, but yeah. Um, so it looks you right in the eye and mutters something. Do you understand Abyssal? Do I? Yeah. Well, no. does Henrietta? No. I mean, I do, but Henrietta doesn't, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but, but, like, no, he just went, like... <laughs> like this will be their third turn in Darmida's They. Too. Where they have like... 40 feet of movement. So the last turn they ran and bounced over to here. Um, yeah, the first turn they moved up the thing, and the second turn they came over here. Oh, that's true. Their... All right, yeah. all right. Uh, coming up next is Archibald. Okay. Run in here, run back. Yeah, perfect. All right. Um, Archie will, uh, you know, give some pithy farewell um, and disengage so that they don't attack for opportunity from this guy sure. and pop down and take a strike. Sure thing. Uh, can I let you have all the fun, dear? Um, Welcome to the party. You're doing an excellent job keeping them distracted. <laughs> Oof. Even with it. I, 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 I yeah, that's down. that's only a 14, so the Hezru just brings this elbow back at the right second and just... <laughs> Jams his sword into the into the dirt. Well, the, they do not need to score a hit to get their free disengage. So Archie will, actually it doesn't matter. They took the disengage action, um, but Archie will come back up. I don't know if he can get full distance or not. Probably uh, he can get back go up for more of like over here instead yeah, or something. Yeah, just it's because. a little bit closer too. So he, okay, yeah. so I keep the, I keep them distracted again. You don't do anything. <laughs> All right, that was Archibald. Uh, coming up next, we've got um, uh, Henrietta this time. And then on deck is Fenris. Uh, so Henrietta will grab this... Um, I don't remember what they what specific demon this is. It's like a uh, goat or something. Um, so This goat demon. Okay. And she'll just, like, one meaty hand, just, like, grab it by the neck and shove it to the ground. So I'm basically making two attacks, one to grapple, one to shove. Sure thing. Um, grapple is contested by its uh, its ability. So let's do it. Yeah, let's resolve a... Shove first, grapple first? It doesn't matter, I don't think. I mean, the question is, which one will I do twice? I think I'll do the shove first. I want to knock them off their feet. Uh, um that's... As good as I thought it would Actually, be. I'll do I'll do, a, I'll do a grapple first. I'm doing a grapple. So right. athletics check for grapple. Uh, it is. It does great. have the this feature called sure-footed, uh, which has advantage on strength and dexterity uh, that would knock it to the ground. But it didn't roll cool. very well. So uh, no, I didn't roll. I rolled 
I mean, I rolled a 14. So it only great. got a 10 on his okay. higher die. So, so this is just enough. the grapple bow. Yep. So you managed um, to grab it. Try and, and shove it down. Okay. Uh, go ahead. And I think this is an, another contested, or is this a freebie? Yeah. It's exactly the same. The, the the idea is that if they're moving to zero, they can't stand up. So that's why I want to do both. Right. Okay. So it does get to contest it. And it does have advantage because it is sure-footed. It's goat-like hooves. Just... And it's weird because they're goat-like hooves, but they're elongated. So they're like gripping yeah. the rocks. So like, like I grab them by the throat, then I'm like kick their legs out to knock the rest of them down. Yeah, but it's you kick the one leg and it stands quite comfortably on the other leg. Oh, actually, hold on. Uh, it got 18. You got a 20. A 20. Nice. You you kick the one leg out from under it, and then it's standing like on its one other goat leg, the weird backward knee. And then you're like, mm, and you just quickly sweep the other leg and just force it to the ground, and it's it's down. Yeah. I'm just holding it down with one hand, and I have the shield like as close to tiny as I can, so that I can like protect them if I need to. Absolutely. I'm really the, just holding this one person down. The goat-like demon with his festering boils opens its mouth, and a bunch of these maggots go crawling out from between its broken teeth, and it looks up at you and mutters to you in abyssal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get to hear me wheeze into a microphone. That's <laughs> good. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. That's your turn. Uh, unless you want to do any movement, you didn't technically move. No. Um, I would have. Sort of, well, maybe I can just like drag this guy around if I wanted to. You could do half <laughs> movement. Run right? their head through the. Just, through. We got the horn right. <laughs> get the other hand on there to help. I say. Uh, yeah, I think it's fine. Here. Okay. Uh, all right, coming up next, uh, Fenris. Can I hit Hezru? Uh, Do I have to move up? You're going to have to move up. Basically next to Jarmida to get, uh, like get out of sight. Yep, that works. Okay. I'm going to chill touch the Hezru. All right. Oh, hold on. Um, just as you start running up and as Henrietta does her thing, uh, initiative 10 ticks and something happens. Okay. Uh, cool. Great. The boil that was on the side of the broken egg like broken, you know, demon creature there. Um, and words, words are good. Uh, it it festers and then bursts, and out comes this large, long beak. This pull pierced through it and causing the rest to uh, just Mother? spill out. And there's you see the insectine head emerge. You've seen these creatures before. A chasm. Alright. There is now a chasm on the field. Let me see if I have one of those. I don't know if I do. Uh, I don't think I do, but I'll just use this weird winged thingy. Uh, which thing has weird wings? I feel slightly overwhelmed. It's not this, but this is insectile, so I'm going to drop it there. And it is, um, it is large. As this insectine wasp-like creature bursts its way out of that uh, festering egg, covered in toxic glitter, its wings still wet as it comes out and just starts shaking them to get them off. And you 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 don't hear it yet, but uh, actually, no, it is its turn. So it does begin its thrumming sound as its wings beat and the flickering um, 
uh, toxic glitter flung by the force of its wings. Uh, can I get touch. Uh, can I get Fenris and Darmida so, to roll sorry, a dexterity saving throw? This has technically happened to... T- uh, yeah, you didn't have to have walked up. Yeah, like this is before I walked up? It's as you after. began walking up. So let's move you back about 10 feet and say it happened as you got there. And okay, so, so like... Wh- yeah, right there. Um, so okay. you don't have to do the dexterity saving throw, but Darmida does. Is it a dex saving throw? No, but this the toxic glitter is. Oh, cool. Love it. Good. Well, gotta respect those plot points spent by Yaofen. All right. It is uh, basically a 20-foot uh, radius, I believe he said. Am I right? Am I drunk? No. All right. So, uh, Darmida, how'd you do? Oh, deck save 25. You are just fine. You don't get hit by any of the sludge as it little droplets rain down through the air and you just kind of step back a little. All right, now it's uh, it's going to begin its thrumming sound, its drone. Um, and now it is Fenris's turn. What's the radius on? Like, do I have to, do I have to roll? Like, you are just feet at, or 20? It's 30 feet. Okay. So, so you are just thanks. outside of that. So oh. You will on your turn if you're still there. <laughs> awesome. Oh man, the Kazme I hate. Oh, you were just on the edge of 30 feet there. You're, you're okay. okay. You're just on the edge. Oh boy. That square. Wink. Well, technically, it's from little bit back okay i am going to um henrietta's just inside not our just inside okay i am going to cast um oh man i am going to quick cast blight oh nice what's the dc just gonna go So, um, the DC is 17 con save. All right. It is magic resistant, so. Yep. It does have advantage. Ah, it rolled a 17. It doesn't have great con either, but it does. A total of 18. So it saves, but it'll take half damage. Take half damage, yeah. Okay. Uh... Let me just uh, double check how much damage it is. Sorry, guys. Okay, man. <laughs> I keep throwing more enemies at you. Yeah. It's gonna take a bit of time. Ooh, and I get to uh, lower my desk. So it takes. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna enhance it. So it takes um, 19 damage. Nice. All right. 19. And with my action, I am going to right. touch it. That was your bonus. Go for it. Yep. Uh, Nineteen. Uh, that is a hit. Okay. crappy so it takes 26 total all right all right 
All right, thank and, you. And, uh, and I'm gonna you back do have away now. Okay. And back goes the sorcerer. All right, coming up next, we have that was Fenris. Uh, it is now the Hezru, and then the other demons. The Hezru is unaffected, and it's got prey within reach, so it's gonna unload on Valerie. How you doing over there? The creatures keep coming closer and closer, and my friends keep going further and further. <laughs> all right, it unloads on you with uh, three, all three attacks. Oh, the claws just duck under one arm with the two. The next one, uh, which is like a nine, the next one, 16, also misses you. Uh, and at the very last second, you're just thinking you might. And it, it was just a feint, and it gets its mouth close to one of your wings. just takes a big old bite out of your wing. Was that 16? Remember, that 17? The 17 plus 7, so 24. Ah. Uh, well, then, so you know. That is going to be 18 piercing damage. Awesome. All right. Next up, that's its turn as it's just leaning over your. We will feed you to Baphomet. When we find him. There's not much to feed, buddy. I'm four feet. Mostly <laughs> muscle. <laughs> Alright. Uh, coming up next, uh, we have uh, the other demons go off. Uh, most of them turn and flee. I think it was just the back row that didn't... Oh, I'm in the wrong button. So, tons of them just turn and run away. Uh, we're talking this entire group right there just turns and scrambles up the far side of the of the pit. And they must take the dash action if this is a turn undead, if they're or not undead, but yeah, this is if the turn. If that's why they're running, then yeah. and they're they have like forty foot, so they're like eighty. Yeah, they they effectively have scrambled off the other way. Uh, the cool. the his returns back like cowards. Uh, the two Dretches and the Kazme and the Hezru are the only ones still on field, unless you guys really want to chase them. Alright. Uh, oh, and then the Hez, the, uh, Bulzu, Bulzu that is in front of you, um, that you've got on the ground. Um, okay, so is it restrained? It is prone, which means melee attacks are at disadvantage. Okay. Um... Or I could try and break my grapple, but that would take an action as well. Also, I don't know if Tiny's taking an action. I don't remember when they went, but, you know, uh, they He would be at the bottom basically at the same time right cool. about now. All right. So what's Great. Tiny going to be doing to this thing? I mean, I assume, It'll go yeah, I assume he's going to try and like, decapitate it or something. Yeah, he uses the big hatchet down. and starts swinging. Go ahead and make your roll for Tiny. Do, 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 do. He got a natural one. Ooh. Of course he did. So yeah. he swings down and takes a. Go ahead and roll a d6 or a d4. D4. Okay. I mean, I would willfully have him make a second attack roll, and if he hits me, he like cuts my hand off or something. Well, doesn't chop your hand off, but he does hit you and does. <laughs> I'm like holding it there, and it's just like three points of damage, Boom. and he takes a chunk out of your hand. Uh, the hand that's all just a just a gash, nothing too yeah. permanent, but a little one at that. It just barely nicks you. 
so it does three damage. Um, and he, like, kind of says, sorry. And the, the goat creature spins his head at this weird angle and looks up at you and Tiny and goes, in this, um, it, it's speaking abyssal, but the voice echoes in your head. And it, it turns and says, uh, says to you, try as you might. You cannot protect them. Oh. <laughs> and its voice morphs into that of the hag for a second, overlapping in this confusing manner, and then it lashes out. It is at disadvantage. Who's the attacking? Who's the attacking? Uh, that is its tail, just its long tail barbed on the end, just wraps around and slaps at Tiny. Hitting okay, them. I will oppose disadvantage. Yes, you did. Oh, right, because of this. Right, I forgot. Yeah, it's already disadvantaged, so he's ta- he rolled an 11. I like. I also have the defender perk, but yeah, I don't yeah, need it right now. It, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that's... Uh, so uh, that's 15 to hit Tiny. He is standard uh, with a leather apron, so leather armor on. That's AC okay. uh, 12, so that does hit him. Yeah, whatever their dex is, probably nothing. Uh, so he takes eight points of damage. So he is, uh, he started at 10, let's say. So he's at two hit points and comes scrambling back, clutching at his side. The, the barbs pierced his side uh, and left this massive, like, scrape along the side. And there's, you can see at a glance, there's this fetched liquid that comes off of the tail and, and it's just lining this wound as he stumbles back he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. Just trying to hold his side, pretending he's, he's not... Uh, and just but a scratch. But a scratch. All right, uh, coming up next. Uh, the dretches kind of rush in, uh, trying to parry Fallery because you're the closest to them. This one scrambles up the lip and starts going after um, Archibald. Uh, does manage to close ranks just and takes a swing at Archibald. Uh, probably not getting him, but you never know. Oh. Uh, does a 15 hit Archibald's AC? Probably not. I don't think so. No, that, that, that seems low for him. Um, okay. Um. Oh, as, as it gets up close. Yeah, it has to be higher. He's got at least, he's got at least armor of some kind. I think it's four decks, so. Oh my goodness. Alright, the one that closes ranks on Falerie, uh, it opens up its mouth, and it just keeps opening. And there's this weird bubble, greenish bubble, from deep inside its throat, kind of <clears throat> bubbles out, and then it bursts in this fetched cloud effect. A ten-foot radius of disgusting green gas extends out from the dredge. The gas spreads around corners, it's lightly obscured, it lasts for a minute. Any creature starting there, must succeed on a, a con save or be poisoned until the end of its next turn. Good thing I'm immune to poison. Well then, yeah, you just... No problem. The benefit of having a beak <laughs> instead of a nose. That's right. <laughs> Alright. Uh, coming up next, uh, top of the order. Darmida. On deck, Valerie. <laughs> hey. No problem. 
Oh, Valerie, we really gotta pummel this shit. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> what do you, you think I've been doing? <laughs> Darmida, you need to do a constitution saving throw. You started yes. your turn within 30 feet of the castle. Uh, it's like the worst didgeridoo ever. No offense wow. to our Australian listeners. It's like bad didge. It's not good. It's bad. I think I saved... It depends what the save is. Uh, the DC is 11. I you got a 13, so you stay conscious. You cannot be, uh, that cannot affect you again. So that's great nice. news. All right. Got uh, one shot. Yep. Real bad if it gets you, but. Oh, yeah. All right. So gone. you are fine. Do as you wish. All right. Um. I'm gonna step back over here. I, I think it's tiny is probably also unconscious. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Inch. The person going by the name Ballot um, looks oddly familiar. Anyway, she's standing back there listening to Hen's orders. We'll come back to that in a minute. Um, so a 23 and a 25? 23 and a 25, they both... And what are you going after, the Kazme or the Hezru? No, the Hezru. Okay, it, both of those hunter. hit. Which is just... My hunter's mark is just freaking biting my ass Yeah, that, it's not... It, rolling twos and ones almost all night. All right, what's the total then? 26. 26? So 26. this Hezru lurches up over top of Valerie and just... Having just taken a bite at some spit some feathers out, um, and looks down at Valerie. He's just like <sighs> the jaw distending, and that's when the arrows just go whoosh, whoosh, right inside the jaw, right to the back of the throat, and the whole thing just goes <clears throat> and starts trying to claw at its throat, pulling trying to pull out the arrow and just gets chunks of its own tongue, its claws shredding, and the thing just turns around just unable to breathe properly and just dies nice shot and so then i'm gonna bonus action because he's dead on my turn yep i get a bonus action yep put my hunter's mark on the casme nice all right (laughs) and then i'm gonna (laughs) what what does that look like i'm just curious what does that look like i see him just go down and like and yoink, yoink. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over to you. Nice. All right. Coming up next. Uh, so that's Darmida. You want to move it all? Or are you good? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna move. Um... Oh, I gotta. Gemini underscore twin said, "Shenanigans." <laughs> when the demon dies. The dream world cracks around it unnaturally. As you are hit with a foul smell you swear you see hands reaching out through the cracks. Random creature or effect. Up to GM. Nice! Alright, so as this thing claws at its own throat in like the grotesque way trying to pull out the arrow that's wedged deep in its throat, it's literally tearing chunks of its jaw apart now. It starts to shred itself, the demon ichor pooling and mixing with the red stuff at the bottom, and the, the it starts to swirl in this red and black ichor blood sticks water mix, and 
it then starts to go into this whirlpool as though it's draining somewhere. And from within this whirlpool, up comes this hand. And then another hand. And and the two super elongated arms. They're they're about um, five feet long each, each arm. His hands grasp the side, sinking into the water. So you can only just see them for a second and they splash in. And then you see against the force of this water, uh, this whirlpool, you see a head start to emerge. You can't quite make out what it is yet. All right, we'll get back to that. Thank you, Gemini. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up next, where was I? That was the Dermida. Uh, yeah. It's Flattery's turn. All right, guys. <sighs> where... <laughs> We're next. <laughs> oh, right. Well, you Thank roll, you. Casame uh, yeah. check, please. <laughs> I believe that is a constitution saving throw. That's the droning uh, sound. It's like bad ditch. They can't cycle the air properly. All right, well, not bad then. How'd you do? 16. 16. 16. That is enough. You shrug off the effect. Ah, oh, the Casame. Useless. Useless. All right. Uh, you remember the sting of that proboscis, though. You oh, fuck that. yeah. All right, so uh, are we still fighting these things, or have we I mean, made I never decision? was. <laughs> have we made a decision otherwise? I see hands. <laughs> yeah, the hands are coming up over here. I'm probably too far away to really see or notice, so... Yeah, sure, I'll shout out something along the lines of, like... Right, this is getting ridiculous. Is this just fun for you? Are we done? Right, yeah. I kind of usually ignore what Hen is saying in the middle of battle, so yep. <laughs> sorry, it just seems like mm-hmm. yep. Alright. Uh, Alright. What do you want to do? There is a um, a dretch right next to you. I'm uh, uh, fully aware. Um, also within range of Kazme and <sighs> the demon doesn't seem to be affected by it. Hmm? Anyway, keep going. Alright, screw this. I'm going to go for the Casme. I'll do my bonus action and teleport beside it. Nice. And then do two... two attacks. Hold on a sec there. Alright, let's try this. Natural 20. Oh, nice. That's a hit. All right. So again, I rolled I rolled di- damage dice twice, or just double the uh, the score. Uh, damage dice twice. One and two. Ah. And it totals about fourteen. Nice. And I'll attack again. My second attack. It's just taking hits. Its wings. It's trying to lift off, but it, it's. Boxed in against that thing, and you're 18. You've got wings too. 18's a hit. All right. Five damage. All right. The the just blows just fast and furious coming from your monk. Uh, All right, guys. I'm softening him up. Let's go. You are, man. It's uh, it's it's not uh, it's not fresh anymore. All right. Coming up next, we got Archibald. Followed by Henrietta. Everything else has bled the day. Fled the. Oh man, that turn 
turn on Holy was clutch. All right, Archibald. Don't you start within range? Is it thirty feet? Uh, yeah. Is is the drone? Oh, the drone is thirty no, feet. I'm He's I'm just outside. Yeah, thirty. Okay. Yeah, just outside. Yeah. I'm not actually sure what his con is, unfortunately. But that's okay. He he doesn't need to. I'm going to say that he like. Wait, is it like? Can he get to it, or is it like flying? Um, he can get underneath and stab upwards to it if he wants. He would provoke opportunity from that dredge. Oh. Mm. Sure. He'll finish off the dredge that's with him, and then like make his way over. I guess. Sure. Make an attack, Sunblade, sneak attack. Oh wow, dang, he's off his game. Thirteen. He loses his footing on the edge of the of the the thing for a second and wobbles and just flings the blade out uh, instinctively, piercing the dretch no problem <laughs> with a thirteen. Oh, nice, great. Beautiful. Even off balance, he's like, oh, this is why I train drunk. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Oh, there is no dredge anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, it's done. Boom. Just I do like the it. image of him, like, tumbling down the hill like, in that action, though. Just like, ah, boom. Thump, down, thump, thump. Like, All right, yeah. he's down at the bottom of the hill um, now. Cool. And, he, and uh, now he's within the dredge range. Do an acrobatics so check for me. Sure, why not? Acrobatics, again, probably proficient, but I don't technically know that. It's 17, Plus 21 four, proficient. Say. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, he lands on his feet. In, now this is just a flat d20 roll because I don't actually know what his con is, but it is a 10. He uh, would not be. No, he's proficient. okay. You actually have to start. He your, probably has at least one. You you have to start your turn. He did not start. His turn. or enter, but I could oh, be wrong. It, uh, Either way, no, um, it, it has to start there. Cool. Awesome. Well, he's uh ready you know all right so well he does he, you know he's he has just attack, enough yeah. movement to get there he's he can yep. go he's off. already taken his attack oh that's right so he's oh, just right yeah. up next to this thing dust yeah. himself off so and he's gonna try like, can he get to a position where he can flank it for fellow fellery or not yep absolutely like climb up something or i don't know um he can be threatening I mean, no, can fly so fellery can fly and be a diagonal yeah yeah great so the the two of them are slowly lifting off and Archie's at the yeah, yeah, yeah. bottom one on one side, Valerie's at the top. All right, uh, coming up next, that's going to be Henrietta, followed by Fenris. Oh, and oh, sorry, Henrietta, then the Casme. Um, does does this guy? This guy didn't go yet, right? Uh, he hasn't yet. He he's going to go after. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, I I moved it down. Oh, just okay. after the confusion of when it was going, I just changed sure. its initiative. So it's after you. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, I will start my turn within uh, the, the thing. So I will take a constitution. I have a natural one. Yeah. You you fall asleep in yep, a dream no, world. It. Yep, no, perfect. At that I'm point, so done this. <laughs> in, interestingly enough, you gasp yourself awake. Nice. Love it. You wake up in the in the regular world and the takes a second for your head to clear Mm -hmm. 
and you look over and you see the hag leaning yeah. over um Darmida whispering oh, okay. and smiling. You can I make out what she's saying. No, it's it's Darmida. And and she's she's whispering to Darmida. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will <laughs> What? And it turns back it turns back and looks at you. The hag, mm. Mad Maggie, locks eyes and says but what are you doing here? Did I show you what the what the helmet sh- showed me? Uh, you've got everyone running around a little playing your games. This isn't what we agreed to. Well, I want to help you, but you all just keep wandering off. And like I said, it is a mild amusement. What else are you going to do when you're trapped in hell for eternity? Guess I can't blame you for that. They are certainly curious, aren't they? I promised you. Lulu would come to no harm. And shall not. Your friends, without help, may not find what they are seeking. All right. I can, I can send you back if you wish. Send me back. No more distractions. And there. I'll lie back down. You you lie back down and yeah, I imagine I'm like propped up right to have. Yeah, oh yeah, you totally sat up to, to this. She walks back over to you and she gently just reaches out and touches that tiny little cut on your forehead that she gave you last time, just yeah. tracing it gently with the with her thumb, a little teeny drop of blood comes on it, and she says, Sleep. Sleep. And dream. And as cool. you fall asleep, you just see her. And then you fall asleep, and you're back uh, on the battlefield, but your friends are doing other stuff in the meantime. All right, cool, uh, yeah, that takes the turn, totally, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. And you're out for, until they wake you. Uh, all right. Yeah, so totally. Yeah, yeah. That's Henrietta. Uh, so much time passes before Henrietta wakes up again. Actually, you know what? Was awake. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> with all of you guys pounding on this thing, Henrietta wakes up, and um, a couple of things have changed when she wakes up. Is this okay? Uh, you all pile on. I mean, you got the casmate half health already. So with all of you pounding on it, it is now a pile of ichor. Uh, the, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. You you and Archie high-fiving. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. Archie high-fives you. <laughs> totally. Uh, the Bulzao that was next to Henrietta is still clutched. Your grip, in even in sleep, is still nice. choking this thing. Um, however, Tiny is several feet away, kind of fallen down on his side. His legs, kind of just feet sticking out. Uh, and he's sitting, just, just holding his guts. And he's he's... You look over at him when you sit up, Henrietta, and you see he looks just pale. Super pale, and he's got blood coming out from between his fingers, and he looks up. Can I walk over to him? Yeah, of course. And I'm gonna... Tiny looks up at you, well, only barely. 
Touch him on the forehead. I don't think it'll do much good, but second level cure wounds. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and cast. Ooh, seven. He took only eight damage, so the wounds just start to knit up and and heal, and he takes a deep breath. <sighs> the sweat just kind of pouring off his face. He looks a lot better, but he's still really pale. Um. He's, he starts to like, he smiles. <clears throat> Thanks, I, uh, <clears throat> I owe you. And you see this little fly from where he coughed out of, his, out of his mouth. That's no ordinary wound. The um, bills who, uh, as Archibald kind of clumped back up to the top, and Valerie flies over to the top to regroup. Um, the bozu that you are holding, Archibald brandishes the sunblade and holds it over top of it, ready to dash it through. Do you want to say anything to it before you dispatch it? Oh, anybody. Oh, me, me as Archie. Or, or as Henrietta or anybody else. Yeah, I mean, if I woke up before around. Archie got there, I yep. think I'd just like throw it into the pit again. If you're like, we're done, let's go, right? Yeah. But so you if throw Archie it, gets there first, he can kill it. Like, that's fine. Actually, you throw it down as Archie's coming up and it lands at his feet and scramble. Like, it's still on his side yeah, and it's and like, still eyes locked with, with Hen. And it looks up at you and says, this time in halting common. Ew, no, you can't. <laughs> You can't save them all. You can't save anyone. <laughs> As Archibald's You're not dead. real. You can't distract me. And it falls off his blade. You guys have successfully dispatched the demons that were attacking part of El Torel. Um... We put the hands. The hands yeah. You look over <laughs> and you see you see this being standing there, long, stringy black hair. Look up at you for a second. This oversized, probably probably almost six feet tall, with extremely elongated limbs, long black hair, very much like that creature that crawled out of the well in that movie, you know the one. Um, but taller and longer arms and you look up and she there's a weird resemblance you can't quite place it but long stringy hair elongated nose this is this is a young hag (laughs) she's not She's not offering any threat at all. In fact, she looks up at you and she... When I say young, I mean she looks like an oversized nine, like 10-year-old. Right. And she, she extends these ex- incredibly long fingers up towards her mouth and she goes... Shh. And she turns around and starts walking away. I'm going to uh, walk up and try to see if I feel anything. That pull that held us, that kind of tugged us here. Do I sense any kind of 
difference, any resonance, any type of there's feeling the dream. You, you do an arcana check for me. Fifteen. Okay, the the strange pull to this place. There's something nearby. It's a, it doesn't make any sense in the way that dreams do. But you look down towards that cracked open egg, and in amongst all the viscera, you see a, a stone? No, an arch. It's a, it's a little bit of a door? but not some mystical door. You see this thing, and it reminds you. Wait. You, it's, it's like part of a pillar, and there seems to be a carving kind of buried on the far side of it. You can investigate it further if you like, but you're going to have to get into the muck. Maybe. All right, yeah. I'll go with Fenris. I'll point it out to everyone. There's something as, more as, to this. As Fenris climbs down and before Darmida like follows, uh, I want to at least speak to Darmida, even if I don't like actually getting closer. Um, sure. Say something like, um, "I like, I like watch as she heals this sort of apparition of Tiny," mm. and I like nod at her. You may be quick to fight, but you clearly got a heart. And then Fenris calls out. And I'll just make sure I said that. get her and go. Okay. <laughs> like, I'll just give her kind of a nod and yeah. um, I'll run over to investigate. Sure. Um, Fenris, along with that arcana sense, and you spotted this pillar strange out-of-place stone within, you also get the very slight tug. Very slight, though. As, but it's receding away from you as the hag, the young hag, clambers up over the edge of the, of the crater and leaves off into Eldorel, unless one of you want to stop. Um, is she far away? Like, um, she's basically yeah, she's probably about seventy feet away by now. She's moving. Oh, okay. It with Pretty a quick. like it's very strange. Like you look and she's there, and then just a second later, she's like further than she should be. She travels this terrain very quickly. Well, she's probably too far away for me to call out. I'm going. You can call to... out if you want to. She's within earshot. You'd have to. Have she fall. is. Well, in the weird kind of dream logic. You okay? You yeah, out. I'll call out. Like, if the tug is coming from her, I'll call out and say, "Wait." The, the footsteps stop. She turns her head back to you. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna look at her uh, in the eyes and say, "Who are you?" Internet, 
I'm gonna need a name. It's not Maggie. Interesting. Not Nigel. Uh, preferably female name. Joel. Nigella. Nigella. <laughs> Alright, you guys can spend plot points too. I like it. Nigella. Um, the voice calls back is much, much younger than Maggie's gravelly voice. And she smiles and in a half, a half whisper, she whispers back to Fenris and the sound carries as though it's right by your ear. Just right next to you. You know her name. And I now know your name, okay. Or at least okay. what she told you was her name. Yeah. But I didn't ask before because I assumed she just looked like a young Maggie, but like, is she like a green hag? Is she a sea hag? Like, what's. She's got a similar appearance to Maggie. In fact, very similar. But. There are differences, not just in age. This doesn't appear to be the same hag. Yeah, I'm just asking because, like, I assume she's not a night hag because you described night hags previously as, like, a hag that was corrupted by hell. Yeah. Um, and she just got here. I mean, she's also, I don't even know if she, she, maybe she's real. It's a weird dream thing. Yeah. She's a dream hag. <laughs> We're going to call her dream hag. That's, that's canon now. Cool. She's a dream hag. All right. Um, so meanwhile, you guys managed to pull through and, and investigate. Do an investigation check either individually or with assistance. Somebody. I think Termita said she was leaping down to get messy. All right. Go ahead and make investigation, please. And I think Fenris is helping you. Yeah? Oh, no. Fenris is a bit busy. Uh, I'm a bit helping. busy. Yeah, I'm a bit busy. Fallery will help. Archibald um, uses the light sword to carve a bigger hole around this thing. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. The advantage? Yep, with advantage. 21. You carve back and it's the base of a stone structure, probably a good eight feet tall. As Archie carves back a bigger section, it reveals the other side. And it's, it's part of a pillar of a carving from the back as though it's been swallowed up and dragged here. You go around and you see an arm. It's stone. It's a carved statue. This statue looks very familiar. Henrietta. I'm not looking. Unless it's like glaringly obvious. I'm just standing there. Um, on the, on you've the, like, all seen top, this statue. Right. Deep beneath the cemetery. This is Henrietta's grandfather, Lanik Ederson, the one who carries the helm. And atop it is a slimy, but shiny metal helm of the Helm of Pellor's Sight. What do you want to do? Um, if I'm still talking, is Nigella still there? Nigella has whispered a name, and then you look back, and she's gone. Gone. Okay. If I see the helm, I'll call out to Henrietta and say, Henrietta, the helm is here. 
What do you want to do? Wipe something on my eye. This is a distraction. This is a distraction. If you want to see how it actually happened, we need to see how it actually happened. If you want to chase whatever fragments Maggie implanted in this memory, that's not what we're here for. Finish what you're go. doing, and then let's move on. Okay. Um, I'm going to go up and inspect the helm okay, and cool. see if it is the helm that was, like, it's, is it? It's a little, you got a good look at that helm. In fact, you had it by mage hand. It literally has it with yeah. it right now. Like, yeah, so you've you been carrying it, right? It's you on your inventory, yeah, right? You pick it up um, and, and compare the two. The one that you have is cleaner and has a ever so weirdly pearlescent sheen to it when you look at it. It is touched by divine magic. The other one almost identical has that same kind of sheen to it but because it is coated in this ichor and these layers of corruption it is the counterside this is the corrupted helm and so is that they are one and the same two sides can i can i prestigitization the icker off at all or does that not work you you just take a second and and it, it, it sloughs off and you make it kind of clean and shiny in one spot and then almost like almost like seeping out of the if metal had pores seeping out of it was this just more just to replace what was there it is holy and corrupted you turn back to take in Henrietta and you feel another tug what is the tug doing like tugging in a direction or a tug to do something it's literally in your hand pulling down and to the right hard I'm gonna need you to do a strength saving throw strength saving throw okay you trying to like follow the tug yeah or I was trying to follow the into tug. it okay um, well the it just depends on what the, the tug is trying to do just took out of your sack or your bag of yeah you don't have that anymore but um, it is pulling like a magnet towards the other part all of a oh they're pulling together yeah um it's still on the on the head of that statue as well. You can either let it go or let it move to where it wants to move. Or you can resist it with a strength saving throw. I'm not gonna I'm gonna let it go. It just snaps. 
and it makes contact with this and moves and envelops the head of the statue and t- and overlaps with the other one. And there's this little <laughs> pulse as the two become one. And there it is, just sitting on the statue. The eye. Oh, so the helm of sight, of Pelor's corrupted sight. Henrietta. Yep. When you first felt that tug of, I know where, when you started telling that story about your grandfather and the helm that guided him, mm-hmm. and you came up with that idea, you felt that tug of, it's here. And that's how you knew where to look. It had been a lost item for an incredibly long time. Okay. I mean, if the Eye of Feller had known about it, it would have used it. Uh, and it was kind of lost lore passed down through the family quietly. So when you were busy kind of trying to cheer people up with the story, you thought of it, and suddenly you got that pulse, that sense, that beacon. I know where this is. And for that instinct of tracking it was almost overwhelming. And it weirdly was exactly what happened in the catacombs when you first came up with the plan to find it. But it also happened in the dream. And you're not sure which was first anymore. That tug towards the helm is now no longer distant. You gain an ability, which I mentioned at break. You now have the permanently prepared spell, Locate Object. So if you've prepared something okay. else, you can prepare it for free now. Uh, uh, next time I prepare, I'll prepare a different thing. I'm not going to swap it. I do have that prepared. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and right now, you get a use because of story. You now can tell that that helm in front of you somehow call it dream logic call it what you will that helm in front of you is the helm it is the corrupted helm of Pelor's sight and you can add that to to your magic items if you wish to take it I mean it's not it's on like Fenris has the right well it's currently on the head of the statue well, I know it's not just a dream, right? Like, it's literally in his bag in the real world, right? Now, maybe not. Maybe we'll wake up and we'll check and it won't be there. But as yeah. far as we know. Logically, yeah. from the dream sense, that's where um, we saw it last. But he pulled it out. And it, but, like, and I'm, you I'm are just waiting for them this to is finish. The yeah. Okay. You no longer have any sense that it's over in the graveyard. But I do know that that is not, like... This is not how the memory went. No. Right. Yeah. So unless anyone like says something, I'm waiting for everyone else because I assume they're doing something. And I feel this pull and I'm like, okay, that's weird, but I know that's not what happened. That's right. I'm waiting and my intent is that when people are done, I will try to direct the dream as I did previously to the location where the helm should be. Okay, so we do that fast forward thing, but not before Tiny. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing that yet. I'm waiting for. Speaking of Tiny, do we do we need him? (laughs) Uh, Well, that's probably. I hope not, because uh, his disease goes by fast forward as well, and he's. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm not, not now, doing it yet. I'm waiting for. Yep. So he's, he's badly diseased. So just a question, like that. Uh, the healing helps really save his life, but he is diseased. Would a herbalism kit help uh, stabilize any disease, or uh, that can literally cure disease if I had any indication? And I guess I'm not in. Yeah, you, I'm not you, being you part of that thing. Right, like I'm not paying attention to the the helmet thing, so probably I would be, I would yeah. notice. You can tell I that imagine. he's diseased. So dream tiny. He's diseased in front of you, and you you can tell that it's a wasting disease. It would eventually take him. Yeah, so I imagine there is this scene like that's happening parallel to this investigation, mm-hmm. where the hen sees tiny, and I don't know how much. Uh, he is, you know, putting forward that there's this, you know, something that's wrong, or he's, he's like laying, putting on a right face, or what he's doing. Up. But like, uh, he's sweating. You know, he's almost green at the gills. She looks at him, and it's the, and the wound like, actually has thinking to herself how, like, you know. So it's only magical curing. I could. Uh... He didn't get saved. Maybe I could do something now, but it won't change anything. And I look at him. And I can just see that he's in pain. So I do it anyway. I put my hands on him. And I lay on hands to cure his disease. And I'm like... And it works. It, it's that thing where you're like, rationally, this is... There's no purpose to this, rationally. But... You see someone in pain. It's still someone in pain, yeah. You see someone in pain and you help them. Hmm. It won't make a difference, my dear. But your heart, you do have. (laughs) Your heart is in the right place. (laughs) Ah, hope. One of the rarest commodities. In these nine hell. He's done down there. Let's go see the what happened. Alright, are you gonna leave the helm or take it? He's not taking it, I'll take it. Alright. You unstrap it. It's just a helm. Uh, I mean it's the helm, but you you it feels almost the same. It's got a a little bit of an oil slick kind of feel to it, but otherwise it's fine. Okay. Right, yeah, what I'm wondering, right, like, you're trying to present it to me as a player, that this is the real thing, and that this will somehow be the same. I don't know whether or not that's something that Fenris feels. If Fenris wants to be like, here it is, we could have a scene, but I don't think that that's well, how... Um, I think we'll think decide on that another the... time, because it's starting to get a bit late. So Fenris packs up the helm, wraps it in a cloth, tucks it in his bag, uh, for now, anyway, and everybody else readies themselves, and Tiny gathers himself to his feet. Uh, and looks at you all and say like I've just cured this disease but I'm still looking into his eyes going sorry I still can't save you nothing's gonna change and like it's this very surreal like telling a person that they're going to die sort of thing right and Tiny looks at you and he's like (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks, and <laughs> thanks anyway. 
and then fly buzzes out of its mouth. Off yeah. into the wilderness. Somewhere on on a height, somewhere nearby, a little hand reaches out, catches that same fly, eats it, and you hear Nigella's giggle in the dark. And that's where we're going to stop our game for today. Cool. All right. Ooh, I went too late. I'm sorry, guys. I do mean to cut that off about half an hour ago, but you know, we're having a good time. At least I am, anyway. I don't know about you guys. That's good. Well, all right, that was a weird one. All good, all good. <laughs> it's kind of fun to do uh, non-hell stuff in hell. I just gotta go bring the pups out now. Although, uh, I like the circular patterns of this. This is kind of fun. All right, so uh, much love and shout-outs to Yaofen, Gemini, and all the other listeners. People listening to the podcast after the fact, thanks so much. Don't forget, we do put our stuff with visuals up on YouTube. So if you want to see some of the maps or our faces, our wonderful emotic, uh, you can tune in and check that out. Otherwise, uh, we'd love a sub or a follow and, and spread the word if you, if you like our stuff. Um, take care of yourselves, especially you guys at the table. Like, ooh, getting the... Getting the grind, am I right? Yeah, so uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do next week. It's it's looking like it may have to be a slightly later start, which, but soon, but soon with the new basement, I want to do earlier starts. I can't do later. Yeah, I, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, we may be able to do like a truncated version where we don't go this late. Something. Anyway, we will cross that bridge when we come to it. Watch the Instagrams and Twitter and stuff. And, and it's good to see everybody. It's been... Uh, been a, it's Yay. been too long. We need to do this more. It's fun to sit down and roll some dice. All right. Well, anybody want to do any parting words? Oh, we need a, an episode title. Internet? Episode title? Or people at the table? Episode title? Title? Not in Casme. What was that? Not another fucking Casme. <laughs> God, we hate those. It did manage to put one of you asleep in a weird kind of way. No, that was great. That was uh, what fun. a time to get in that one. That was awesome. That was fun. We're glad you went there. I was hoping you would. Yeah. What did the hag say? Whisper over me again? I missed it. Um, I caught, like, I right at the end, I heard you say something, but I didn't actually get it written. I, I would need to rewatch. I'm sorry. This is why I record yeah, the games, because I have the worst memory. <laughs> I know, right? I listened to it just before I come back here, and I'm like, alright. Something suitably creepy and it suggestive. Was, it was creepy. Suitably yeah, creepy? That could be the episode title name. Imagine the creepiest thing that they could have said. That's what they said. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just giving the internet time to litter random toxic glitter that was fun i did like that i didn't yeah, get glitter to. bomb yeah, glitter, glitter bomb. bomb it did attract <laughs> a chasm <laughs> toxic demon icker glitter bomb nah that's too long uh chaos and confusion i feel like that's always our title name that was a yeah. confusion spell by the way yeah that was clutch yeah, and then good. followed up with the good. one two of the like, oh, yeah. no, you're running away now. Oh, yeah, that was that, that really kind of messed it up. I was really hoping I could hit the uh, the big one. I didn't really think it would work, but you know, yeah. would have been fun. Mid strike, just like oh, let go now, run away. Um, I mean, it wouldn't have been as nearly of an interesting combat. Absolutely. <laughs> it was so, like, bye, I'm leaving. <laughs> Ciao. 
No, oh, hey, I mean, I would have come up with something else. Uh, yeah, it, more anyway. stuff would have been in that egg. <laughs> no, nah, well, it could have been, or it could have been deep underneath. I didn't want to take you back to the exact same territory, right? Where you yeah. had that fight with the helmet and everything. Yeah, it could have been, but no, it, you know, it's cool seeing it the like what happened, even though like this is obviously a little different. Like, I really was enjoying being like, I would love to know what happened. Like, let's actually see El Trail fall as opposed to not being there, right? Yeah, I, I um, thought, hey, rather than just a meteor, wouldn't that be cool if the demons were trying to take it before the devils could get to it by flinging yeah. these things loaded up with other creatures to their death? And yeah. that's what destroyed part of Eldrell, including the High Hall and your daddy. So, so what would be the hell version of Eggs Benedict? Is <laughs> <laughs> this, you know what? With the glitter and the egg, the, this this would work. Eggs this Benedict. Would work. Hell, hell version eggs benedict glitter bomb. I mean, it's like a deviled devil, egg bell, deviled right? eggs. Yeah. <laughs> deviled eggs. Yeah. Deviled eggs. Nice. All right. Unfortunate that they're demons. Nice. I know. Demon eggs. Oof. That just sounds like just not caviar you want. Um, I've never actually had caviar. Not that fancy. All right, everybody. Be healthy. Stay safe, and uh, we'll see you again soon. I'm gonna throw us off the off the internet now. Get off. Get off my lawn. All right. Thanks for watching. You've been listening to SideQuest Live. Thanks so much for tuning in. We try to record all of our games as much as possible, whether that's Dungeons & Dragons or Shadowrun or another tabletop role-playing game. Just a quick side note about all the licenses and copyrights involved. Our music is all Creative Commons attribution music on our live stream video feed or YouTube replay or Twitch VOD. We always attribute each individual artist, so be sure to check out those individual artist attributions. Lots of love to so many people who make their work available so that we can do what we do. So thank you. It influences our game. It makes it immeasurably better. So, so much appreciation for them. Let's not forget the makers of the games. Dungeons and Dragons is copywritten by Wizards of the Coast. They own it. They make it available to all of us to play, and it's wonderful. We are in no way affiliated with them, and nor do they endorse this podcast, but we are very appreciative. The other game we often play is Shadowrun, which is Catalyst Games, and again, we are not affiliated with them, and they do not endorse us, but we really appreciate their game, and we hope you appreciate our game. Thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to check us out on instagram and twitch and youtube and watch for those live games once we're streaming them out and of course we do accept suggestions for names so please hit us up on instagram and name our stuff all right thanks so much i'm todd and this has been SideQuest live we'll see you again soon thanks for joining us take care everyone roll on